Molly team, Sunday morning. There's loads of ladies all over London walking. And I think they're walking... I don't know what they're walking for. I can't remember what it is. But they were doing really, really well. So to everybody walking this morning to raise money, congratulations. It's nice to have your company. We've got a lot to get through on the programme this morning. We've got a question for Darren. Then you get those in as quick as possible. UK. Uh, we'll have the papers. We've got a, a special How Low. It's a Sony Vio laptop. And we take all your texts and emails between now and 10 o'clock this Sunday morning on LBC 97.3. Morning team, nice to be company. Welcome along. Sunday morning, May 15, 2011. I've got so much to get on the programme today, so many bits of paper. And, uh, and all these ladies walking in London. Lots in pink, so I'm assuming it's for a breast cancer charity. But there were hundreds and thousands of them all over there. Every time I turned a corner, there was another load of ladies. And some gentlemen as well. So if you're one of those people... Do let me know what it, what it was for, what, what I'm missing this morning. Because I obviously got up really early, because they obviously seemed to have been... Walking for quite a bit, so let me know what it is. Somebody will know. Juliet will know. Somebody like that. 84850, uh, We've got the papers. We've got uh, uh, details of a, an event actually taking place at the Magic Circle. This is for Friends of the Magic Circle. And I'll give you details of that a bit later on. Plus, I've got a how low. Plus, we've got your texts and emails. 84850, uk. It's Amanda's birthday today. So she will be celebrating, no doubt, in style. And uh, you're quite right, Noreen, we had a lovely time at Claridge's on Friday. We really did have a very nice time. It was really lovely, very, very nice. What a charming family we met, a charming family. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on this morning. And, uh, and we're going to put Croydon on the map. We've decided, we're gonna, we're gonna, we, 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 we've decided now it's no good being negative about Croydon. We're going to be positive. We're going to be positively negative about Croydon. It's where the Nestle building... We call it Nestle. We used to call it Nestles years ago. Now it's Nestle, the Nestle building. Although Pearly Way is not as exciting as it used to be, I hear. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it's nice to have your company. Uh, what do the papers have to offer you today? Um, they have this, this dreadful story. I can only describe it as the most dreadful story I've ever heard of. This, uh, this British woman uh, who had pleaded for help just moments before she was uh, attacked in a supermarket. She'd gone in... Uh, to uh, some building, and she'd asked the security guards if she could hide in their offices until it was safe to leave. So she'd gone in there, uh, they'd sort of let her go in there, and then she'd come back out again. As with all these things, nobody believes anything, do they? If, if you go into a place and, and, you, um, and you say, listen, I think I'm being followed, and so she did go in there, but the, uh, the man, the Bulgarian whose name is Dejan Valentinov uh, Dejavov, followed her to the door, tried to reach her, but was turned back because he was behaving aggressively. Uh, anyway, uh, she stayed in the office inside a shopping centre for a few minutes until she thought he'd gone. She then wandered into a nearby Chinese supermarket, and that's where he found her. And uh, I don't want to go into the... Yeah, I don't want to go into the, uh, into the gory details, but, I mean, either way... They've actually got a picture, strange enough, of him being detained, because when he came out of the supermarket, they've got a picture here of being restrained by a policeman. A passing motorcyclist, I think, brought him down. And, um, I mean, just absolutely dreadful. You can't, can't imagine how awful that must have been for her. Absolutely terrible. Let's move away and find something that uh, puts a smile on your face. Small piece of Hulk, a hull, sorry, from where? The Titanic. Where'd you get it? I mean, I know there's obviously tons of it down on the ocean floor, but uh, this seven inch by four inch section and rope fossil 
belonged to an archaeologist on the first expedition to explore the ship. A two-and-a-half-inch piece of railing from Lifeboat 8, near where the band played as the ship sank, is also up for sale in Dallas on Saturday. An auctioneer said collectors will be clamouring for these pieces. They reckon that the small piece of the hull, seven inches by four inches, will fetch about £2,500. Imagine just being allowed to say... This is, this is from the Titanic. You'd have a, a photograph of the Titanic with a little piece missing. You go, that's my piece. That's my piece. It's like people who buy cells from cartoon films. And, and you can buy them, and they do seri cells and all sorts of cells. In fact, the Animation Art Gallery has a lovely collection of these things. And they go from a few hundred pounds up to many, many thousands. Because in the early days, they were all drawn by hand. And in latter years, of course, it's all done on computers and stuff like that. You don't actually need to draw anything. But they used to have hundreds and thousands of drawings. And then people used to hang on to them. Or they threw them away. Because once they'd actually made it, why would you bother keeping them? So people have found these things, original drawings, and, and they're worth a lot of money. And then people will actually watch the film and they'll go, and they'll freeze frame it. they go, I've got that still there. Because there's so many of these frames that go through per second. Amazing, really, isn't it? Things that people collect. I've got a Harry Houdini key but then he must have had lots of keys, lots and lots of keys. And I've just bought a trick lock. I've never heard of them before. Well, I, I, I think I was aware of them, but I bought it because I've, for some reason I was reading about trick locks. And the idea is you have to open it. And the, I, the, the idea behind it, the, the, the one that I've got is made by a German guy called Rainer Pott. And Rainer Pott has a website that sells these locks. Well, he doesn't sell this, but he shows you what they are. And they're locks that you have to work out how to open it. Now, I've only just got the thing today, so I'm, I've got no idea how to open it. Uh, you do get the solution, because apparently you need the solution, because uh, you'll never open it without. So, I'll let you know a little bit later on. Might give it, might, might actually, the weekend's activity sorted out, and possibly the week as well. The walk, says Jill is for a breast cancer charity. My daughter's walking with some friends and has done 21-plus miles of the 26th. The first wave set off at 11.30. Uh, was that last night? Because uh, the moonwalk, yeah. Give Tracy French and her friends a big shout-out and a well done. Well done, Tracy French and everybody else who's doing the moonwalk today because there are thousands of ladies and some men as well out there who are, who are walking for charity. And we like that. We like that a lot. So I hope you all managed to get there. Um, All the papers are talking today. uh, They're going to show cocaine snorting on the television. I've no idea why they're going to show cocaine snorting, but they are. We've seen a man dying. And um, and now you're going to see... Because they are saying it's television's bleakest week. And uh, and it's all all a bit sad, really. They're going to show a drug user. uh, A a lot more people. Strangely enough, even after the death of uh, Gerald Essam which led to complaints. But more people complained about Christina Aguilera. They complained about her, her raunchy dancing. <laughs> oh, dear. And then it turns out, do you remember the woman who turned up on this morning programme with the enormous bosoms? And, and I thought it was just tacky. I thought it was unnecessary. She's got one of those adult websites. And why on earth this morning were putting her on there and why Philip Schofield was leering over her, I do not know. I think it just looked immensely tacky and not very pleasant. One of the papers has said today she's, uh, she's working as a £600 an hour escort. Why was this woman ever put on the television in the first place? I find it absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's just ridiculous. Her name's Chelsea Charms, and she was interviewed by Philip Schofield and Ruth Langsford. I mean, you'd have thought Ruth would have had the presence of mind to go, what on earth are we doing this for? 
What on earth are we doing it for? I mean, she offers her uh, a list of services, which we can't even mention on this programme. It's just not possible, I'm afraid. And uh, last night, ITV, who featured her, said, we were not aware of this, we've no comment. Well, don't you do research on people? Some woman comes to you and she's got enormous bosoms. What do you think she is, working in the supermarket or something on a checkout? I mean, they can't be that stupid down at this morning, surely. They have researchers, perhaps they, perhaps they don't bother researching things. But if I had a guest on, you would research who it was. You'd, you'd have somebody in, and they would say, right, and you'd go onto the website, and you'd find stuff out yourself. Surely even Philip Schofield must do a bit of research, mustn't he? Or perhaps you just assume that this is some sort of joke item. I would always assume anybody who looked like this was certainly working in the sex industry. As I say, hardly stacking shelves, because she's never going to actually better stand up and, uh, and get to the blooming things at all, is she? Anyway, it's uh, 12 minutes past to seven, and on the programme this morning... It's your chance to get your hands on my Sony Vio laptop. You can get this because it's a Steve Allen quickie. It finishes at 10 o'clock this morning. It's, uh, I don't need to tell you anything about it. It's a Sony, it's a Vio, and it's a laptop. OK? In that order, Sony, Vio, laptop. And you'll get your hands on it for pennies. Pennies this will go for. It's very stylish. It's packed full of brilliant features, including a generous 320 gigabytes of hard drive. Got a built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity... Person with a lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The hammer's going to come down at 10am this morning. So you've got uh, just under your, just over your two and three quarter hours left. To play this one, you text Steve. S-T-E-V-E. Oh, say that just in case people say, is it S-T-E-V? You know, or Steve or whatever it is. Is it Cap? It doesn't make any difference. Just Steve. S-T-E-V-E. And then your bid in pence. So if you think this is going to go for 37 pence... No, let's say it's going to go for, what's going on, 29 pence. You text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 29, and then you send that to treble 821. If you think it's going to be £1.16, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 116 in the numbers, and send it to treble 821. It's that simple. You make up your own amount of pence. What you're looking for is the lowest unique bid, the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So, in other words, if, if they all go under that one, but nobody else picks your £1.16 or whatever it happens to be, you're the winner. It's as simple as that. So there is, there's always a winner. There's never a case where there's not a winner. There's always going to be somebody who's got the lowest unique bid. Competition finishes at 10am this morning. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can watch DVDs, listen to music and access the internet on the move. Okay, All very nice and it's all singing, all dancing and you can only get it on LBC this morning. So good luck. Uh, Don't forget, get your questions in to, uh, to Darren. And uh, what we'll do, the, the, the easier the, you know, the, the shorter the question is, we'll, we'll print them all off and then we'll give them to him as soon as he comes in. So uh, it's steve at lbc.co.uk. And I only mention it now because what happens normally is nearer nine o'clock when Darren comes in, we get, uh, we get too many of them and we can't get through them. So if you do it now, the quicker you get in, the better chance you have of getting your questions sorted out. OK, so any problem, if you want to know anything about, you know, cameras or piece of equipment or something's not doing something, then, uh, then do that now. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Quarter past seven. With the travel, James Worley. Thanks, Steve. If you're heading to East Ham, the High Street South is... Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Doreen says, it's the moonwalk for breast cancer, Steve. My daughter, Mary Whittington, started at midnight and is just on the last half mile. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. I love it when they... Because there was so many people out there, really. They've just been asking about my, my lock. 
So I've shown it to them and I said it, it weighs about a kilo, kilo this one. And, and I suppose you could, in theory, take it apart, couldn't you? I, su- I suppose you could. It's, it's a solid piece of brass and it's got so many movements before it will actually open. And to be honest with you, you look at it, I've just gone blank. I've completely gone black. I mean, I could give it to them next door and keep them happy for years because they'd never fathom it out. I think I might actually take it to the Magic Circus say, and give it to people during the show and say, if you can open this during the show, I'll give you £100. Because there is no chance that you would ever, ever open this. Unless you dropped it. But even if you dropped it really hard, I don't think it would ever, ever open. So, but it, it's fascinating. There's a whole world of, of trick locks out there. Because Nick, Nick Majerison was talking about... Um, he talked about UFOs last night, and he said he used to believe he got he got drawn into it, you know, because it's a bit like a religion. Oh, a spooky thing! Do, 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 do. And then you have all these pictures. But as I've said a million times before, nobody's ever got a really good picture, and, they, and they'll always be very hazy. And yet we've got I've got you know three three megapixel three million megapixel camera on here. It could take perfect pictures. Why is it every picture you ever see of either the Loch Ness monster or a UFO is so hazy and fuzzy? You know it's a fraud. You know it's a fake. And he finally admitted this morning, because he likes that kind of thing, that uh, he doesn't believe in it now. You get drawn in like a religion, and, and it's just other people who think that they've seen little green men from another planet. It's always two old biddies in Arkansas, isn't it? They saw, yeah, it came down, it took Minnie off in the spaceship. Yeah, we were drinking apple whiskey at the time. We just had harvest. It was good. Floyd was over. We like Floyd. And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden the spaceship comes down. It is a bit like Close Encounters. You know, which is lovely if you want to believe in that kind of thing. And don't give me the old guff about, well, we don't know what's out there. Yes, we do. There's a lot of emptiness. It is not like you see on the movies at all. It really isn't. But, uh, but interesting. Uh, newlyweds Kate and uh, Will. Secret Honeymoon Island costs a staggering £45,000 a night to hire. This is the German businessman. And, uh, and he said, yes, we rented the island to the British royal family. Uh, he said, we're not saying anything else. I don't believe they would charge the British royal family for staying there. Uh, and They're obviously very good. Prince William and Kate are spending their honeymoon there, but you will understand that we are not saying anything further. And the British media have not reported the exact location in order to respect the couple's privacy. It's because they don't exactly know, do they? Because nobody's going to fly them out there. And so they've gone, oh, we're j-. they do have Brussels sprouts, and apparently they will be trying for a child. You know, but then they've been together for eight and a half years. And they say here, it was not clear who was picking up the bill or whether the royal couple had received a discount. Do you think you'd ask for a discount? Well, they're, they're, go- they're going to be there for a week, aren't they? But, they? but they do say here, booking the entire island for the ten nights will cost £450,000. They won't be charged that, because it's the British royal family. They're very discreet about things. They won't, I'll bet you anything, I bet they won't be. Uh, two apprentice rivals have found love. Here they are, the two fake lovers. This is uh, Glenn Ward... And Zoe Beresford grew close just days into the show, but kept it under wraps until filming ended. The wannabes who were watched in the first episode by 8.4 million have now risked the wrath of Lord Alan Sugar by going public. Well, because they want to be famous. They want to be famous. They're desperate. They're little desperados, both of them, I'm afraid. And uh, it's just a bit sad. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. The steve at lbc.co.uk is if you've got a question for Darren, you can do anything else as well on that one. And if you've checked out Trick Locks, and if you're walking on the uh, on the moonwalk, let me know. And if somebody can explain to me what Cheryl Cole was doing at Cannes, I'd be quite grateful. I'm sorry, she is neither a film star nor anything to do with the film industry. 
Unless there's something coming up that I'm not aware of. But she was there, uh, wearing, you know, a very nice outfit, love. But what were you doing there? Have you noticed? She's almost... Simon is sort of taking it to all these places. It's literally the Eliza Doolittle story. All over again, you know. It's, it's like, I'll wash my face and hands before I come. It's, th- it's that kind of situation. And he's trying to turn her into something she's not. So we, we give her loads of glam makeup. We put her in fabulous frocks. We take her out. I think he's secretly watching this and thinking, I've not done badly, you know. I've got her to the Cannes Film Festival. Nobody knows where she comes from. You know, she was wrong side of the tracks, wrong family. You know, not the, not the best people, but she's, she's forging ahead with it. Mind you, forging ahead... In so much as Paul McCartney's new fiance is forging ahead. Apparently her father had links to the mafia. I mean, the papers were full of it the other day. I read this, I absorb it like there's no tomorrow. I sit there like a sponge. I read all these things about all these people and I think, gosh, she's involved with the mafia. I mean, that's very exciting because there's a new film coming out, I think, about John Gotti, the mafia leader. And lots of people have said that they're interested in playing it because the mafia is still very active in... Uh, in mafia places, and uh, and in New York, where I think they, they seem to run the garment industry. I think they, they seem to have a, a finger in lots of pies. What, what, what the thing was about the mafia was that they started off doing illegal stuff and then they channeled it into, into decent stuff. Sorry, illegal stuff and now into legal stuff. It's, it's very similar to a lot of minicab drivers now. You get a lot of illegal minicab drivers who what they do is they take dirty, tainted money and they put it into a business. And that way they then become legal. But I saw something the other day and it annoyed me so much and it grieves me to tell you it yet again because it's the bane of my life. It's people who abuse disabled stickers. And in Twickenham, the other day, a woman parks a 4 by 4 She gets out and she goes off. They then try and get down to the river uh, one of those uh, trailers towing all the, uh, the boats on the back of it. They couldn't get through. The police had to close her at four hours. The road was closed off for because of this stupid woman. Anyway, she comes back. She's got a disabled sticker. She hasn't parked properly at all. She's sort of away, away from the curb. And uh, it turns out, you know, because I know what the answer is. You can't tell she wasn't disabled. It wasn't her sticker. It was her mother's. And yet the policeman there didn't do anything about it. She was, she was using the disabled sticker illegally to go happily and go and do her own shopping or go off for lunch. Stupid woman. And then I discovered another restaurant in town, where, as I was looking, somebody came out of the restaurant, I might tell you uh, during the week which one it is, because I'm going to find out more on it, and lifted up the back of the car, a very able young man, and lifted out all these boxes of vegetables to take into the restaurant, and there, happily on the front of the car, is a disabled sticker. Now, you're not telling me that this bloke's car has got a disabled sticker. It'll be somebody's sticker who's not in it. Whereas the law is quite emphatic that the person who owns the disabled sticker has to be in the car. 90% 90% of people abuse the privilege. It's a great shame. Great shame. Uh, Anne says, totally agree with your comments about the guest on This Morning, Steve. Who thinks this is suitable viewing for a daytime show? I don't know. I thought it was disgusting. I was ashamed that Ruth Langstead, I should bet the, uh, and, and Philip Schofield, actually entertained this woman in the first place. I tried to turn it into some story. We know exactly what she is. I've seen her website. In fact, the moment I saw her, I thought, well, she's got a name like that, Chelsea Charms. Let's have a look at her website. And she is exactly what she sits there and, and uh, portrays herself as. Uh, the hat that Princess Beatrice wore at the wedding is on eBay, says Tony. So far, 34 bids and it's reached £9,100. It was a naff hat. It was a naff. Nobody would want it. Nobody would want the hat. It's not my... Uh, it was, I mean, it looks silly on Beatrice. 
I did love the comment the other day in one of the papers where they were talking about um, moaning old Mary. That's uh, Sarah Ferguson, who was bemoaning the fact that she wasn't invited to the royal wedding. Of course, she wouldn't have been anyway. And also, she wanted to be there to dress her daughters. And somebody unkindly wrote, by the look of them, it looked though she had dressed them because they were so badly dressed, wearing ridiculous hats, which, you know, suit people a lot older than their uh, years. But there again, they're always a bit naff, I'm afraid, Fergie's daughters. And a bit like their fa- the fact the whole family's naff, actually. You've got naff father, naff daughters, and naff mother. And that's, at the end of the day, it was a silly hat. But if somebody wants to buy it for 9,100, who cares? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Uh, Jessie Wallace won Best Actress at last night's Soap Awards. Uh, and told how she's finally found the love of her life. They're all doing it, you know. They're all doing it. I think Kim Marsh has said that she's found the love and she's going to get married. Oh, go away, Kim. You're such a bore. You really are. Uh, Shona McGarty. I don't know who she is, I'm afraid. Uh, Jennifer Metcalf. Don't know who she is either. Suzanne Shaw. Know who she is. She was wearing a bit of a prom dress. Uh, Shovna Gulati. A lime green bodice, leather bolero skirt, fashioned out of a sheep and pink stilettos. The questionnaire is why. Catherine Kelly. No, I wish they'd tell you who these people are. Samia Smith. Yes, we know who she is. She looked quite all right, actually. Sasha Parkinson and Brooke Vincent. And I've got no idea who they are either. I really don't know. But uh, Jesse Wallace, I do know. Villain of the Year was uh, Emmett J. Scanlon, who's Hollyoaks' Brendan Brady. Lifetime achievement go to Corrie's Jack Duckworth, William Tarmy, Bill Tarmy. And, uh, oh, don't forget this evening, for In Conversation, Stacey Solomon, she's fab. I promise you she's fab. She's really, really fab. And that'll be at nine o'clock. And uh, also Rory Bremner, who's going back out on tour. Rory Bremner, back out on tour. So, uh, combination. Rory Bremner and Stacey Solomon. (laughs) Did you laugh all the way through when editing it? It's so funny, isn't it? It is so funny because she tries to be sensible. And I, I did say to her at the beginning, I said, I'm not sure how long this interview is going to last. I said, because you used to irri- irritate the hell out of me. <laughs> but she's so sweet. She was absolutely so lovely. You're going to absolutely warm to her uh, without a shadow of doubt. And Rory Bremner is just hilarious. There's nothing worse. I'm, I mean, I'm the worst. All- I sit there and I just laugh. It sounds awful, really, but I, I just laughed at Rory Bremner. All the way through, because he was doing some really, really good impressions. But Stacey Solomon just kind of just got me completely. It's just sitting there, she's like, you know, I don't know. A bit like, she's a bit ditzy. But ditzy in, in, a, in a nice sort of way. London's biggest conversation. Morning, nice to be company. I was watching a bit of a programme on the telly the other day, and it's where celebrities, I use the word in inverted commas, because we've got Colin and Justin on it, two of the most dreary people ever to be seen on television, and they take in a homeless person. And they look after... I just see it as a bit of shameless celebrityering. You know, it's where a celebrity wants to be on television. I mean, Colin and Justin, two of the most boring people under the sun. We kicked them off coach trip very quickly because they were dull. They obviously think they're tremendously funny, but they're not. And, and they were on this programme. And, and I'm still waiting to see Celebrity Coach Trip. Well, I haven't seen that one yet. So perhaps that's, that's sort of still in the can. But uh, Kevin O'Sullivan talking today about uh, a new low for Britain's got no talent after John Evans balanced buckets on his head and sailed through to the next round in the land of the blind. Because he's only got one eye, apparently. And, I, and I, I did say the other week, and I'm absolutely convinced that the programme is fiddled. And the reason it's fiddled is because you put that, uh, that little black group through, who couldn't sing, and Amanda stopped them and said, have you got another song? And they go, uh, yeah, because of course they have. And then they did this little a cappella song and they put them through. 
Whereas, in fact, when they sang, they were flat as pancakes. They were rubbish. But they do this little a cappella song, and, and they put them through. So, in other words, if you go on there and you're not very good, you go, oh, I'll sing another song. And if they say no, you go, well, you put that other group through, didn't you? Because at the end of the day, as I said last week, it's not a show to put somebody on the Royal Variety Performance. It's, it's a theatre show. They're selling a theatre show. And so they need people on there. So they guarantee that they will be there. Uh, made in Chelsea. Same as the only way as Essex. Only with sillier accents. Is it boring? Yeah. It is. I haven't seen it. But uh, they're all there. I'm Caggy Dunlop. Purrs a dumb blonde in a fur coat. And this is my world. Sadly, says Kevin, it's a bit of a drab world that turns out to be far less filmic than garish Essex. Easy to tell that this tedious E4 tosh is shooting for the, uh, the only way is Essex market. Go through the dreary cast and spot the hooray versions of the spray-tanned equivalents from the East. I haven't seen it. I will have to watch a little bit of it. I'm not watching The Apprentice either because they're just a bunch of numpties, I'm afraid. Nobody's remotely interested in these silly little show-offs. Whose, uh, whose lives are... I mean, not one of them would you ever give house room to. They sit there wearing their new suit. Oh, I bought a suit. I bought a suit. This is hilarious. I go out there... I'm not sidetracking. Uh, and I've made the lock move one time. I'm a bit excited about this. It's, it's a bit like Harry Potter. Well, it's not really, because Harry Potter couldn't lift it because it's very heavy. And, um, and I would, unless he did it by magic, he'd just have to, to wave his little wand. More of that later. And, um, and I, I go out to Marks and Spencer's because I thought, I'm going to buy a suit... And I thought, I'll tell you what I'll do. Johnny would do the same thing. Don't look at the prices. Just pick the suit you like the look of. Because otherwise, you're, you're, you're going to be geared to, you know, picking something that maybe you don't like. So I decided that I was not going to look at the price of the suit. So I go to Marks and Spencer in Kingston, and, and they've got loads. Grey suits, black suits, dark suits. This, and I purposely didn't look at the price. And so I'm, and I thought, you know, just pick the suit you like the look of. So I saw this grey suit. So I took it off the hanger, put the jacket on, it's lined, beautiful blue, and it's uh, one pocket at the top, two pockets inside, two pockets outside, and I thought, it's really comfortable, very lightweight, very lightweight, so I thought, right, I'm going to buy grey, going to buy a grey suit, so I picked out the trousers, luckily they have them in my size, and, because sometimes they don't, you know, you go into shops like Gant, and they don't, they don't do anything above a 32-inch waist, so it's pointless me going in there, even their stuff that says extra large isn't, they're fibbing, and, although I did buy some Gant shirts the other week, so, and I, so I, buy, I buy the trousers, and I take it over to the, the man, and he can't get the, the, uh, the tag out of it. You know, something really expensive. And, and so, at the end, and he said, I haven't got a suit bag. So it doesn't really matter, just, you know, fold it up and I'll come back later and collect another suit bag. How much did I pay for this Marks and Spencer suit the other day? Jacket, trousers, lined, lined jacket, nice, lightweight. The good thing about this suit is, I've never seen it before, machine washable. Not that I ever would. I'd always take them to the dry cleaners, because Thomas does things like that for me. How much was the suit? Jacket and trousers, the grand total, 150 No. £59. <laughs> £59. The jacket was £35, and the trousers were £24.50. Have you ever heard of a price for a suit like that? I mean, at these prices, at 59 you can afford to buy it and throw it away. It was so cheap. I couldn't... I thought, perhaps he's made a mistake. But no, he keyed the number. And I didn't want to say anything, because I thought maybe, perhaps it should have been £159. £59.50. I walked out of the shop with a big smile on my face, thinking, I think I've just got a bargain. A suit. You know, a really nicely made... I mean, obviously, it's not, it's not as good as... I could, I could wear one every day. I I'm not really a suit person. I've got to wear one today, because we've got our Lady Rattling's lunch today. 
which I'm very much looking forward to, seeing the girls again. Lots of, there's always so many famous people there, and, uh, and lots of famous wives. But we did lose somebody the other day, not from a rattling. I don't know if she was a rattling, but I was talking, strangely enough, about um, Max Bygraves to a friend of mine, because Max now lives in Australia. And we were trying to find out where his number plate is, and it's still on the Rolls-Royce, MB1, Max Bygraves 1. Sadly, his wife Blossom died the other day. And uh, Max and Blossom had been together for years, years and years and years. And, uh, and I heard about it from, from Bryn, because they, they sent a thing out to the rats saying that, sadly, Blossom had, uh, had died and was buried yesterday. There are a couple of nice points. Uh, one saying to Hearst, there were two hands waving backwards and forwards because Max had a big hit with, you need hands, that one. Uh, Ronnie Rinald and the Crankies were at the funeral, which was well supported. Isn't that lovely? But uh, sad at the same time. But that, that was the only reason I, I mentioned it. It was so strange talking about Max Bygraves and then to hear that, uh, sadly, Blossom had, uh, had passed on. 84850, uh Don't forget, get those questions in to Darren, steve at lbc.co.uk. Steve at lbc.co.uk. If you've got a question relating to your computer, OK, do let me know about it and we can sort it all out for you. Hopefully... Uh, as quickly as possible. Um, did we do that one? Have we, have we printed all these off? I can't remember. You want to go go through those, Jess? And I'll ju- just while we're doing that, I'll do the how low, which today, you lucky people, is a Sony Vio laptop in the how low reverse auction. Finishes at ten o'clock this morning. Very stylish computer, packed full of brilliant features, including a generous three hundred and twenty gigabytes of hard drive, a built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity. Person with a low unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer will come down at 10am this morning. To play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence, and then send it to treble eight two one. So if you want to bid six pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then the number six, and send it to treble eight two one. To bid uh, £2.60, it's Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 260 and send it to treble eight two one. Competition finishes at 10am this morning. You've got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Uh, Andy? No, I won't. There you go. I've decided. I mean, it's very well done, but um, no, I can't, actually. I can't, I'm afraid. But I, I can say to Sue... Thank you to everybody who's taking part in the Towpath Trundle today to raise money for the Princess Alice Hospice. The walk is four or eight miles along the river from West Molsey to Walton. Dogs and pushchairs are allowed, and there's a pub along the way to get refreshments. (laughs) They can't walk four miles, can they, without stopping off at a pub. So good luck to everybody taking part in the Towpath Trundle today for the Princess Alice Hospice. So what with that and the moonwalk, we're doing quite well. Got a nice day for it. You've got a uh, nice day. And Paul says, do you or any LBC listeners know whether or not they caught the man who allowed his dog to attack the cow the other week? Do you remember this horrendous story in Richmond Park where dogs are supposed to be kept on a lead and uh, this idiot had his dog off a lead and it went for the throat of a cow and it hung on for 15 minutes until the man who was herding them tried to beat it off. And then the man with the dog ran off like the big girl's blouse that he was because uh, I don't know an update on that. I think he was certainly identifiable from the pictures that we saw in the paper. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Uh, so, watching The Apprentice? Sadly not. No. 
Um, it, it is the same, you know, stupid-sounding jobs, hand-picked for their comic potential, and a bunch of numpties. The sort of people whose mummies and daddies are thinking, I wish they'd leave home. They're a pain. They really are. Home is where the heart is, Kevin says. This is stamping out homelessness the minor celebrity way. A well-meaning programme based on the patronising premise that C-list stars really are the right people to tackle this serious social issue. They're not, of course. Will a helicopter ride with Camp, Colin and Justin cure alcoholic Jim of his ills? No, but it looks good on telly. Will constructing a wall on grizzled reality veteran Alex James's farm help trouble Danny build a new life? No. But blur relic Alex's disciplinarian approach makes for entertaining viewing. Never one to shirk a challenge, Annika Rice offers fragile Bridget a bed to sleep in. An amateur hour advice on how to solve her complex problems. Ridiculous. But see how ITV's caring sharing show is making giant strides as a narrator triumphantly informs us tonight... Four of Britain's estimated 800,000 homeless people won't have to spend the night in a hostel or on the streets. Which is comforting news for the other 799,996 of them, writes Kevin. He's so right. He's so right. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's just a way of of minor celebrities getting themselves on the television. Here's uh, Katie Price's ex, dreary old Alex Reid. What a bore. And uh, out with uh, Chantel at an awards ceremony. Chantel. Go on, blimey. Still living the dream, are you, Chantel? What would that dream be, love? That dream would be, I need to be famous again. I need to get my face in the paper and do something. Apparently, they were kissing and everything else. God, cheap as well, I'm afraid. But anyway, Chantel, of course, has been embroiled in an acrimonious split from bore of the year, Rav Wilding. Almost as dull as the people on... What is that Anne Robinson programme? Um... Not The Wickest Link. No, that's finishing. What's the other one she does? Watchdog. Uh, which has a cast of about 70 people. I mean, it's, it's, it's only equalled by the amount of people who must watch the programme, I should imagine, where they sort of have rogue traders, where they drag out some tedious thing, where some tow rag rips people off for cutting down trees or tarmacking drives. You know, it goes on all the time, but they make a feature out of it. And then they, then they, they pop up with, with the guy, and he goes, yes, I'm from BBC's Rogue Traders, and we all go, of course you are. And the bloke went, yeah, I've seen you on the telly and all the rest of it. They, don't, they couldn't care less, these people. It makes no difference. You could put up a big, um, a big, uh, a big wall, you know, and sort of say, all these people are here. Uh, Princess Beatrice, says Justin, is auctioning her royal wedding hat for children's charities on eBay. It's already hit nearly 10,000. What do you think of that? I think it's fabulous. I think it's absolutely fabulous. I couldn't be happier for her. But unfortunately, she didn't tell us that. Big gobby mother told Oprah Winfrey that the other day. Because you can't keep mother quiet. Have you noticed how mother is now weaving um, Princess Diana into all her conversations like they were best buddies? It's really quite sickening, I'm afraid. And um, Fiona McIntosh says today, the Duchess of York uh, says she was so upset about not being invited to the royal wedding, she jetted off to Thailand for a tropical holiday. As one does when one is up to one's neck in debt. And she still wonders why she's not been forgiven by the firm. We told you weeks ago that she was over there because we had somebody in the same resort. They were so surprised when Sarah Ferguson opted. I mean, did she pay for it? Was it a freebie? You know, is it, is it something that came courtesy of Oprah? We'd love to know, wouldn't we? We'd love to know. We do know she pinched somebody's soreness splot, splot, slot. So uh, I can tell you that one. Uh... So, um, the things in the paper today... Oh, good Lord, status quo are touring again. Deep Purple are touring again. All my favourite groups. George Michael and the orchestral tour. He's playing... Uh, oh, he's playing... He's doing the Royal Albert Hall. Has he still got a following, George Michael? Would he sell out, do you think? We think, yeah. Jess thinks he, he would, actually. I'm not... Uh, 
He's got a bigger advert than uh, than Elton John and his band, who's doing some open-air things. But George Michael, I think he's got 47... Good Lord, he's not just doing one night at the Royal Albert Hall. He's doing one, two, four nights at the Royal Albert Hall. He's doing... Um, all the rest of them are just one night. He's going to be exhausted. 2nd, 3rd of December, 6th of December, 9th, 12th. Good grief. But it's with an orchestra. I like that. Symphonica, George Michael. I quite like that idea. I like that idea. So, um, Elton John's touring, plus Sade. She's doing the O2. Well, she, you sometimes wonder, don't you, with all these people, whether or not they've actually got enough following to, to fill up. There's loads of uh, people selling tickets for George Michael. I've found four adverts already. For people say they don't tell you how much the tickets are, which really annoys me. You know, normally you see something and, and they, they tell you how much the, the ticket is. But nowadays they don't they don't tell you anything. Fourteen to eight. With the travel, James Worley. Thanks, Steve. In West Croydon, London Road is closed up. Twelve minutes to eight, you can be part of the UK's biggest and best open water swimming series and raise money for help a London child. On Saturday, the 2nd of July, thousands of swimmers will take to the Thames at the Royal Victoria Dock for the Great London Swim. You can see Olympic hopefuls in action and join in the one-mile open water swim. Swim for Help a London Child and help make a difference to disadvantaged children across the capital. We'll provide you with ongoing advice, support and a fundraising pack to help you reach your goal. It's a brilliant challenge for all swimming abilities, from first-timers... To Olympic champions. Why don't you register now? Online, www.lbc.co.uk forward slash swim. Good luck with that one. Good luck with that one. So, on all these things here, there's no prices. They just sort of... I mean, I don't know how much... I mean, how much do tickets cost to go and see people now? And why don't they put a price on there? They say, you know, between 40 and 80... 40 and 80 pounds? Good grief, it'd be that much, would it? Blimey. But why don't they put it down there? Is it because you have to wait till you get through on a premium rate phone line before they go, oh, it because I'm used to somebody saying, it's like going into a shop, isn't it? And, and you buy something, they go, and you go, how much is it? And they go, well, how much do you think it is? You go, I've got no idea. How much is it? Mark says, if you bought a suit for £59, it's polyester. You can tell a mile away. I promise you, you can't. I promise you, you can't. Isn't it? it could be made out of see-through plastic, as far as I'm concerned. It's a fantastic suit. It's really nice. Doesn't crease, doesn't do anything at all. For £59, you're just a snob, Mark. That's the trouble with you. You're a snob. I think 59 quid. I think it's amazing value, you know, for poor people who can't afford a suit. But if, if it's put, you cannot tell what this... Well, I, I picked out blind, and believe you me, I've got more Versace suits and Isimayaki and everything else than you've ever seen in your life. And if I can't tell the difference, you certainly can't. Uh, more in the papers today... On, uh, oh, who's this? Pippa Middleton. Uh, I have to do that because apparently she's got a website where people look at her bottom, apparently. She flew out uh, for Spain for a weekend break with a posh hunk who isn't her boyfriend. Well, so? <laughs> Is that real? Oh, here's Wayne Rooney again. Can't do anything on Wayne Rooney, I'm afraid. Jeremy Clarkson apparently is battling to save his marriage. It's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? He's moved out of his home into a sparsely furnished Flat. This is after these allegations that the papers were coming up with. But I thought she was just... She worked on the programme. I never actually thought anything else about that at all. Britain's Got Talent. Britney Spears lookalike said her smooch with Amanda Holden was her best kiss ever. Lorna Bliss left Amanda blushing when she gave her a giant kiss while gerating to Britney's sexy hit Toxic. Dear, get these people off the television now. It's far too tedious. Um, Baroness Thatcher. Very frail, they say, at the moment. And, um... They say she's no longer even interested in her beloved politics. 
Lord Tim Bell, who masterminded the 1979 election campaign that swept the Iron Lady into number 10, insisted her health is stable. But he admitted the 85-year-old former PM turned down an invite to the royal wedding because she feared she'd be taken ill and overshadow the big day. Caring even up until now. Uh, Who's got the biggest Twitters? Sadly, not me. But uh, who's on the list? Uh, let's have a look. Jonathan Ross has got 990,000 people. Sarah Brown, one point... Who's got the biggest following in the UK? Lily Allen, apparently. 2.9 million people. Stephen Fry, 2.6 million. Number 10, Downing Street's got 1.8 million. Fern Cotton, 1.7. Piers Morgan, way down the list at 665,000. Did you see that feeble interview yesterday with Prescott? Did you see the toe-curlingly embarrassing interview with John Prescott, uh, a, a naff man at the best of times, who's white? And he said, I think she's 72 or something. She looked like she was inside out. She looked a bit like a hamster who'd eaten all the things. She got sunken cheeks like that, and he was going, oh, she's lovely and all that. I thought, yeah, you cheated on her for ages and ages with your secretary. And then he sat there on the television, you know, some sanctimonious little overweight bloke. Ridiculous, honestly. I've never seen anything like it. It was a really awful interview. It was just terribly, terribly awful. Um, celebrity coach trip started last Sunday. More for. Hope it continues this afternoon. Very funny, says Sandra. T- tell me who's on it. Tell me who's on it. I, d- I did have a- an idea a short while ago. So, uh, so let me know who's actually on it. Uh, let's have a quick look. What's Charlie Catchpole? Uh, he's talking here. Foxy violinist Alexandra Parker is accused of fiddling along to a hit album by the string quartet Bond. Do you remember on Britain's Got Talent? We told you about this the other week. Uh, she literally pressed play on our CD and played some wafty taff over it to the band's manager, Stormed. And <laughs> Charlie Catchwell's got a picture of, uh, of poor Alex Parker. I mean, to be honest with you, wholly inappropriate outfit. Wholly inappropriate outfit, I'm afraid here. And... <clears throat> What else we got here? Did you celebrate Europe Day? No. Cheryl Cole wearing that ridiculous outfit to launch her career in America. And uh, even Charlie Catchpole says, I'm sure it'll look better when it's finished. Which is quite right. It was the hair that was the funniest thing. She looked like she was a, um, a long, dear, departed country singer from, from Memphis. That ridiculous... Whoever put her in that? Quite stupid. And, uh, and here's um, some people from Essex. This is Joey Essex, a peculiar boy at the best of times, I'm afraid. And Sam Thayers. Th- and uh, they're on holiday. In fact, they're not actually really doing anything at all. Uh, they're both 20. She looks a lot older, of course. Uh, we're on the popular El Mango Beach. Unfortunately, they didn't realise that El Mango Beach is nude. And being, you know, rather ashamed of their bodies, and you can understand why, they decided to keep covered up. David Beckham has told his wife to stop wearing her beloved Le Bouton Heels. She was wearing a pair at the wedding, I think. I did wonder whether or not she was going to then go and chain herself up to the kitchen wall and turn it into a bondage dungeon or something like that. Because it was very, very odd. And little Chesney's in the paper today. Street snogger Chesney. We remember him as a child. Now he's snogging and it's, it's, all, it's all moved on apace. Which is, you know, it's good for him, actually. I don't, I don't watch as many soaps as I should. I do like Emmerdale. I'm getting a bit bored with the storyline. But um, I, I do like watching it. And here, luckily enough, it's Jesse Wallace, and she's leaving this man's house. And he's, he's a burger van man called Vince, because she always picks the good ones. And luckily, there was a photographer outside to capture a picture of her saying goodbye to him. He's wearing a, a rather naff dressing gown, and she's just wearing rather naff clothes. And so she said goodbye. But he's already he's, he's groping a bob in this picture here. So it's, uh, they found her secret lover. Well, hardly secret, she's snogging him outside the door of his place. You've only got to wait five minutes and the press are standing there. Well, they are if you phone them. 
you know, if, if you phone them and say, listen, I'm, I'm going to be stepping outside in a minute. Any, any chance of you taking a picture to get us in the paper? That'd be nice. Uh, Carol Malone says, Fern Britain's chat show's been axed after just one series, and I'm not surprised. Forget the fact that some presenters simply don't have what it takes to carry a show on their own. I suspect the main reason people turned her off was because they'd lost trust in her after the gastric band fiasco. Well, actually, I didn't think... Strange enough, I didn't think that. Uh, she said since I was naive enough to believe I was entitled to privacy... And Carol says, not when you're being paid a million quid a year to go into people's living rooms five days a week, and not when her reputation for honesty and being one of us was built on sharing intimate details about her family and private life on screen. I just didn't think the show was any good, I'm afraid. I just really didn't think the show was any good. It was, it was, it was too many different things. It was trying to be too many different things, I'm afraid. Uh, in the case of Cheryl Cole, says Tony, it's very rare that British celebs go to the USA and make a success of it. Normally the artist is known in America long before they get themselves there, the Beatles, Beckham and George Michael being prime examples. Yes, I was trying to think. A lot of people have been over there and haven't made it. Uh, I would think Piers Morgan has sort of made it, but his show's dying, I'm afraid. And, uh, and Darren says, you did get a bargain. We're selling suits in Savile Row for four grand each. Oh, blimey, I've had a suit from Savile Row cost less than 300 quid. I don't know why people would say you go to Savile Row. You can buy them off the peg there. In fact, there's three companies I can think of off the top of my head who are doing off the peg suits. It's not all bespoke stuff. You know, you could put it this way, 4,000 for, for a bespoke suit is cheap, I would have thought. Blimey, I would have I would expected 20,000 for a bespoke suit and an outfit. But no, off-the-peg stuff in Savile Row. I said, look, it's like people say that of Savile Row. Don't they go, oh, it's the most expensive place in London with clothes. No, it's not. It's just one road where there's all sorts of people set up now. It's changed a lot, a lot. In fact, there's a lot of animosity between those who you, you go in, they measure you, and then they send the details away to Hong Kong, where they make the suit and then send it back over again. It can be done in about two weeks, I think. Please say well done to my mum, who raised £5,000 by putting on a fun day for Headley Court Rehab Centre for the Armed Forces in Leatherhead. Says Sarah, I'm a very proud daughter. It's good news, isn't it? There you go. We like it when people raise money. We like it when people raise money. We like it when people win. And today, of course, you can win my Sony Vio laptop. That's my special gift to you today. Sony Vio laptop. Go to all figures, isn't it? Hammer comes down 10 o'clock this morning. This one's got 320 gigabytes of hard drive. It's very nice. Person with the lowest unique bid will win, lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So you've got to work out how, how many pence. You might think it might go for 91 pence, in which case you text Steve. Then you do the number 91, and then you send it to treble 821. OK? If you want to do, say, £1.97, you do Steve, S-T-E-V, 197, and send it to treble 821. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. We've only got two hours, two minutes. You've got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can use this for watching DVDs, listening to music and accessing the internet on the move. It's a Sony Vio laptop and it can be yours. You can only get it this morning on The Steve Allen Show. OK, after the news, we'll go into the papers. Will Gowing is here and uh, I'm sure that there will be uh, all sorts of stories. Oh, David Beckham playing again. Do you think David Beckham's looking forward to the day that his sons start coming back with tattoos, saying, you know, well, you've got loads, Dad, you look a bit trailer trash, so we thought we'd have some as well, which would be quite nice. And have you ever been boating? Have you ever been on a boating holiday? Was it as good as you thought, or did you absolutely hate it? LBC. A power flush. Morning, everybody. A very strange interview in The Express today. The last survivor of Hitler's downfall in the bunker. Uh, Rockus Misch 
was Hitler's bodyguard. He's the only one who's still alive. He's dying. He's got a terminal illness. He's 93. And he says, this is the last interview I shall give to the press. He's got nothing. Left his wife threw everything out a long, long time ago. And uh, he, it's amazing, actually. His, his book, The Last Witness, is going to be filmed in Hollywood at a, at a cost of £12 million. The last surviving member of the inner circle meets the Führer's bodyguard. His final interview given to the uh, Express. News is next. It's LBC. On. Morning, everybody. Jane in uh, Exmoor, down in Devon. Says, just received the LBC newsletter, which flagged up your royal wedding photos. Says, both you and John look terrific. Your pearl stroke dove grey suit is beautiful. A made for colour. See, that's why I bought it. That's why I, that's why I bought it. I like things like that. Uh, I mentioned uh, Bryn and Annie. Morning, Bryn and Annie. Lovely to have you here. And uh, I've got some other details of things coming up a little bit later on, including a nice long email from uh, from David Drummond, who's telling me about uh, an event which is taking place at the CAA. No doubt there'll be some people there at the Lady Rattlings today uh, from the CAA, so I should very much look forward to seeing them as well. And thank you to Tracy, talking about the Limington Town Station sacking of the Station Master which we flagged up on the programme, then Nick Ferrari picked it up the following day, and then the papers on Saturday went for it. Southwest Trains have got to re, uh, re-employ uh, this man. Morning, Will Gowing. Morning. Do you know the story? <laughs> no, I don't, actually. This is Mr Folletto. Right. Mr Folletto is the station master of three stations, and he's been working, I think, for something like 17 years for Southwest Trains, or whoever, you know, he's been working there for 17 years, and he, he does the flower beds... He's won 25 awards Wow! for the station. He looks after them. He doesn't do holiday, doesn't do anything like that at all. He just loves his job. However, uh, a short while ago, he um, saw a shopping trolley on the line. Right. So quite rightly, he climbed down and he lifted the shopping trolley off. Yeah. He was caught on CCTV by Southwest Trains, who promptly fired him for a breach of health and safety. Oh, that's ridiculous. So, in other words, perhaps Southwest Trains would rather there had been a huge accident yeah. and a loss of life, as opposed to some right-thinking man picking up a shopping trolley and taking it off the line. And also they'd rather get rid of someone who's obviously got a, a very good record He's totally committed to the railway. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't do anything else apart... 30 years, I think, he's worked for the railway. Oh, that's and that's ridiculous. how they pay him. I'd go round and slap Southwest Trains management's little legs... Think outside the box, people. Come on. Yeah. But anyway, a lot of people are now going down to see him. Good. And, um, and, and trying to make sure he gets reinstated. The papers have picked up. It'll be an absolute disgrace if you get rid of an employee like that. Mm. Ridiculous. Especially when lots of uh, people who work for train companies and uh, service industries sometimes aren't the most uh, converse. No, but he actually used to put uh, little jigsaws out in the waiting room for kids, yeah. bowl of sweets by the things that people were booking into. You know, really, a really conscious sort of person. Do you know what? It makes a big difference as well at stations, with the station masters or mistresses, whatever mm. you call them, station people, who uh, make it look really tidy. It makes yeah. a huge difference to everyone. At my mum's local station in uh, Hertfordshire, uh, the guy who runs that, lovely guy, always he um, puts the heater in, in, yeah. in the room, in the waiting room on the frosty mornings. Make see, sure there's some hot drinks there. You need people like this. Yes. That's what they do. He used to, you know, out of his own money, he would come, even on his days off, he would come in and water the plants, because oh. he knows that plants need water. And so to avert an accident, he takes a shopping trolley off the line. He was caught on CCTV, and they go, health and safety, mate. Health and safety, you're out. As opposed to a warning, well, even a warning would be stupid. Yeah. What a bunch of bozos they must be. Idiots. 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 Which station is it? It's, oh, now I forgot. Is it outside it is. of central London? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Presumably, if there are flowers, it's Limington Town Station. It's on the Heritage Line. Limington. Limington. Yes. I mean, I think it's near <coughs> Brockenhurst and places like that. Okay. Down Southampton Way. But uh, he's not run-of-the-mill employee. He takes his life and his work very seriously. So there you go, Southwest Trains. On You've another Southwest Southwest Trains note, Waterloo Station's having a refurb now, isn't it? Are they? Yes. They're going to pop a champagne bar in there. Very exciting. Oh, is I that am. what's going in the middle? Yes. They, they took out um, a WH Smiths or something. They've taken they out all the shops in the middle of the uh, the uh, concourse. Oh, right. So only the shops at the back are still there, uh, yeah. M&S and all of those things. Oh, right. uh, but all the middle ones have been taken out, and I think they're going to readjust all the platforms and stuff. But it's having a bit of a revamp. Restaurants and bars. Oh, oh it's going to be a destination, Station. Steve. It really it's is. Waterloo Station. It's You'll find dump. me there. Really? Yes, even if I'm not catching a train. I used it's... to remember the the old toilets there. Yeah. At the far end, mm-hmm. the very far end, uh, were turned into a cafe. A friend of mine used to have a cafe there. They, they came up for sale and he bought them. And he turned them from, from the old toilets into Le Café PF. Brilliant. And, what a good uh, idea. I don't know whether it's still operating now. I'm not sure. He had it for years. Years and years. And we used to go down there all the time. It was so funny, because it was all, all done out quite clearly, but it was an mm. old-fashioned gent's toilet. They do. There's a, a little bar in um, just up the road from here, actually, on the Old Witch, just off the Strand. Mm. And um, that was built out of an old uh, gentleman's loo. Really? Yeah. It's underground. And uh, Oscar Wilde used to go there, apparently. Oh, right. So they not smell, Jess Warriors? No. No, no, they don't. They're really no. lovely. It's like, you know, when they go in and they the come in and do your The urinals are taken house. out, obviously. Yes, I mean, they, they, do, they do take all the toilets <laughs> out. You're not sort of sitting on the toilet. It's actually a really cool little bar. It's um, a couple of guys uh, from New York, I think, originally, mm. developed it. And it's um, the, uh, uh, what's the word? Inspiration is um, a New York jazz dive kind of bar. Oh, right. so it's really cool. They have live music every night. Well, the one at Shepherd's Bush is a snooker club. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Just where you go, just before you go to Westfield, it's on the the end I of think, the green, I not the Shepherd's Bush. There. One. Yeah, it's a snook hall under. It's a very big toilet. Yeah, but it used to be a very big toilet. <laughs> but it used to have goldfish in the um, in the cisterns. Oh, really? And the cisterns were all the brasswork was all polished up by the toilet tape. It was all gleaming and everything. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. See, somebody conscious, somebody conscious about things. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC The Steve at LBC is for you to send in your questions for Darren, who's going to be here in fifty minutes' time. Okay, get your bids in as well for the Sony Vio laptop. But it's questions for Darren on Steve at LBC All right. So in the papers, I've just then done this the Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's all kicking off now. It's all kicking off. She's not hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Front page of the News of the World then today. Sensational news that Danny Minogue is out of the X Factor. This is an odd one. It's very odd, isn't it? Very late in the day to be making these decisions. Well, they say here that her place will be taken by N-dubs hip-hop star... Tulisa. Tulisa. I don't know who she is. I do know her to look at, but I'm not an N-dubs fan. But um, I she's very. I think she'll be. Um, I think she'll be very popular. She's only twenty-two years old. This is going to be huge for her career. It's going to be absolutely sensational for her. So a great opportunity. So has, but has Danny walked or been pushed? Don't, I don't think she's walked. The um, line that they're coming out with at the moment is that, of course, Gary Barlow is now on the panel now oh, because right. Gary Barlow can only do certain dates for the auditions, which are, were set to begin on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. He can only do certain dates. So the uh, original audition dates have had to change and that now clashes with Danny's commitment for Australia's Got Talent because she's a judge over there on that so she can't fly over now to make the audition um, dates for the filming they've actually said that that, that, that's not true oh really the X Factor bosses here 
She, she says uh, she insisted the new schedule made it impossible for her. Yeah. She had to accept that she'd not be back on the show, which revitalised her career and made her millions. X Factor bosses last night said the decision that she must go was theirs. Mm. Because they always do that, though, don't they? They always Why, sort of though, say so late in the day. That's a bit odd. Yes. I mean, privately, she says, I'm gutted. But let's, I think what happened with it, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I got the feeling that she was on there, she brought out this Project Danny, mm. these clothes and all the Project rest of it. Project D. Project D. If she hadn't done, I mean, if she'd not been on the X Factor, she wouldn't have got any of this stuff. And I think Simon Cowell might have been thinking, I've got no idea, but I'm just sort of thinking, wait a minute, look, we've had a lot of biting, a lot of yeah. backbiting, and, you know, this and that, and she fell out with Sharon Osbourne, and Sharon Osbourne fell out with her. And, and I'm led to believe, I've only ever met Danny once, I found her incredibly snooty. Oh, really? Yeah. I, was I bit, like her. I was I've never met her, but I think no. she's great on X Factor. Some of it disappoints that she's not going to be there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not really interested in, in Talisa. No, I'm not either. Well, anyway, apparently Simon Cowell is flying over now to... Because, of course, he's doing the old uh, X Factor USA, isn't he? So he's over there yeah. at the moment um, jazzing all that one up. So he's flying back over to the UK to personally oversee the traumas of... Uh, Danny leaving and getting a replacement in. But it does just seem whatever happens, um, or whatever has happened, and I suppose it's hard for any of us to really know, um, but uh, it is very, very late in the day to be doing all of this. And actually, the other thing about X Factor UK, there doesn't seem to have been a lot of promotion on the no. run-up to this. Well, we're still doing we're Britain's still... Got Talent, aren't we? <clears throat> yeah, we are. But also, the, in terms of the panel, nobody's, no, nobody's really said exactly no. who's going to be on there. There doesn't seem to be a lot of consistency. But Danny's issued a statement, which always worries me. Mm. You know, Team Minogue will continue to... Fl oh, God, I mean, she's a dream world. Team Minogue will continue to fly a flag later this year when the amazingly talented last year's when a Matt Cardle releases his releases debut album. album. Yeah. About time, actually, because they never mention these people afterwards, do they? They, they don't seem to... In fact, always, always seem to see was how excited Danny got when sort of Kylie turned up. But quite clearly, they don't get on in the same way you think they do. Cause Kylie do you just, think? Well, I just thought it was a bit odd that sort of Kylie turned up and, you know, hello, hello, and all the rest <laughs> of it. You think, you're sisters. But it's like, you're just using me to get publicity on your show. Yeah. That's all I thought all the time. <laughs> but who, who I knows? I it's quite handy for, um, to, to have a very famous sister like that. You can do a lot of cross-promotion, can't you? Yeah. Kill two birds and I'd all that. I've never heard Kylie phoning up Danny asking if she can do some cross-promotion, yeah. though. <laughs> Bit of a shame, that one, isn't it? It's always it? one way. It's always one-way travel, I think <laughs> you'll find. Um, it oh, was... Wallace McCain died. Who, sorry? Wallace McCain. Who's Wallace McCain? McCain's Fries. Oh, really? He set up the, uh, the, the fries business. How old was he? 81. Oh, so fair. He was fair a billionaire. Release. A billionaire. A billionaire. I love a McCain's fry. Oh, me too. Mm. I, I could eat, oven chips. I could eat McCain. Actually, <laughs> what, what I do is actually oven chips, but then fry them. Do <laughs> you? It's even worse for you. Actually, some of the oven so, chips now are really good. They used to be really bad, but they're, they're very good, actually. They're a bit bad, so we like things like that. Listen, we'll take a, take a short break. Back in a sec. Hey, Dad, Plusnet offer their broadband with no annual contract. Steve Allen. Just been having a strange <laughs> conversation on food you can eat cold. Uh, and I said that I've been in the office <laughs> here and there's been pizza left over and people have gone, oh, lovely cold pizza. I'm like, oh, disgusting. I could so eat cold pizza. Really? Yes. Oh, but then you said you could eat cold, cold takeaway. I could pretty much eat cold anything, I think. Oh, and a cold roast. Yeah, I love a cold roast. Oh. When you have your proper roast on a Sunday, obviously hot after you've made it. Yeah. You eat your roast, sit down, watch a film, and then come six or seven o'clock in the evening when you get the nibbles again... Go back to the pans and have a bit of a, a cold roast mix. Oh, oh no. I love it. No, 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 Cold no. veg, cold potatoes, bit oh, of cold stuffing. Yuck. 
Mm. No, my mother used to take um, cold <laughs> mashed potato and mix stuff in with it and fry it in a pan. Bubble and squeak, is that isn't bubble it? Bubble and squeak, yeah. isn't it? I don't know yeah. why it was called bubble and squeak. I love a bubble, because um, Cockney rhyming slang, isn't it? Bubble and squeak. Bubble and squeak potato? What's that? No. What's this dyslexic <laughs> Cockney rhyming slam? Bubble and squeak potato. <laughs> Explain that one to me. I'm sure it is. Bubble and squeak. Because they bubble used and to squeak do... potato? How does that work? No, out? because bubble and squeak. rhyme. No, it, yeah, bubble and squeak is for the. It's. Um, what's the word? Not alliteration. On, onomatopoeia, isn't it? Where it sounds oh like my the, Lord the words it. make the sound. We've lost half the audience now. So when you fry it, when yeah. you fry it, it's the bubble and squeak because it bubbles in the middle. And the squeak is the frying sound. So I'm, so, I'm sure that's right. Really? Yeah. Let on us know if I'm talking absolutely. It doesn't say anything about that on Wikipedia, apparently. Oh, doesn't it? But there again. What does it say on Wikipedia? On Wikipedia will say something ridiculous. Wikipedia, the American yes. website. They, 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 they probably haven't had stuff like that, I should imagine. No. Um, but anyway, so we, we then just, I said that the only food that you really shouldn't touch the morning after, shouldn't really touch them anyway, kebabs. No. Disgusting. You want to see the fat that oozes out of these. It's disgusting. That's why people only have them when they've had a drink. I can't... Because when you're sober, you wouldn't touch them. I can't even touch a kebab after I've had a few. Oh, no. But some people do. Some of them. However, though, I used to live in Forest Hill, and there was a kebab shop there, which was lovely. They used to do amazing kebabs in there, with just strips of chicken breast. Yeah. We went to a really Turkish nice place meat. once, and they brought a big tray of the meat. Mm. And you just sort of had it, but I don't. I don't think it was the compressed meat that you get on those the cheap kebabs. Just rancid. Have you seen them making them? No, it's I don't like want they to. they mince all this stuff up, throw it into a like a round thing, yeah. and then they just thread it on. They put bacon over the top, and then the next it's disgusting. It Ooh. really is awful, really bad for you. They've just axed Sapphire Elia. Who? Exactly. You wouldn't know who she was. <laughs> Do you watch Emmerdale? Who? Uh, no, I don't really. Uh, I'm not an Emmerdale fan. Well, she, she plays Mia Macy. She's got most peculiar. Sapphire Elia. But uh, she's been told her contract won't be uh, renewed. They say she's gutted. She only joined in September. She was getting her teeth into the character. Yeah, but it's, it just wasn't a good character. In fact, you need to lose her and her boyfriend and her balmy father and his wife, I think. Are you an Emmerdale fan, then, obviously? I like Emmerdale, yes. I do like it. I'm not enjoying the storyline at the moment because you've got a, a guy in a wheelchair... Mm. who wants to kill himself. Oh. And he's had enough of life, and his mum, played by Pauline Quirk, is sort of trying to come to terms with it. Uh, we think she's going to help him. I mean, I, I hope not, but I just don't see an end in sight for this. I did see... Um, I uh, caught a glimpse of Emmerdale the other day, and I was surprised to see Pauline Quirk in it. Yeah, she's been... How long has she been in oh, Emmerdale? Oh, a little while. Mm. Little, not, not a huge amount of time, but uh, she sort of plays his mum, but he's... Uh, He's in this wheelchair, and and I didn't know where the character was going, and now it's become so depressing that he wants to end his life. But, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I don't really want to see this. I no, know they all say very... it reflects life, but it's just depressing, It's going to be very harrowing, isn't it? Yes, it's quite, it's quite harrowing as they're dragging it out. Well, um, talking of soaps, it was, of course, the Soap Awards last night up in Manchester. Ah, good place, Manchesterford. For the, um, I don't think they've ever done it in Manchester before. Apparently the Soap Awards were filmed in, uh, just around the corner from the Coronation Street set. Yes. Um, and I think normally they do it at TV Centre. I think I might be right in saying that. In I London. don't know where they do, I can't remember. <clears throat> so it's the first time they've gone up to Manchester to do it. But um, Best Soap, very happy about this last night. It was EastEnders. Right. It's my favourite soap. Your favourite soap. Um, and uh, uh, villain of the year was uh, uh, Hollyoaks character actually, which I thought was quite strange because normally the the runners and the riders tend to be the the three main ones, which is EastEnders, Corrie, and uh, Emmerdale. So yeah. Hollyoaks got a few nods in there. Doctors um, also got a few nominations in uh, the Soap Awards last night as well. Right. It's becoming quite a popular 
soap, daytime soap. What is Doctors. Doctors. I haven't seen Doctors. Have you never seen Doctors? No. I don't do anything with medical stuff in. Why? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just bored with seeing medical stuff. Oh. I just don't like it. I'm not, um, I used to be a real fan of Casualty, but that's gone off, off the burner now. Mm. Not really a fan of that. I want them to bring back the bill. <laughs> oh, afraid. yeah, because that went, didn't it? Oh, no. I thought funny. that was the biggest mistake they ever made. It was so good. They put on so much rubbish now. There is an awful lot of stuff you think, oh, you can, you can live without that. Mm. You're right, actually. Uh, isn't it called Bubble and Squeak, see, because of the noise it makes when you cook it? Thank you, thank you. Who's that from? Uh, it doesn't say. Oh, anonymous. Says from Will. Anonymous, even worse. <laughs> from Will. Even worse. <laughs> from Will Gowing. There you go. Um, also in the news of the world today, page 2021, the royals, uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, of course, uh, William, Kate Middleton, are going to uh, be in L.A. at the beginning of July, 8th and 9th of July, uh, off to California. And this is for um, a gala dinner party in Los Angeles. Lots of A-list stars apparently are vying for an invite to this big party, right. which is going to be one of the uh, biggest events of the year for the Americans. Because um, they love it over there, don't they? They yes. love the royals. Yes. Uh, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg and John Travolta all vying for a place, apparently. Mm. How we know that, I'm not quite sure. No, exactly. But so, <laughs> that's the News of the World reporting today. So that would be quite, um, quite a glitzy event, I should imagine. Heinz can't catch up. Why? Because in a blind taste test, top-selling Heinz ketchup has been squeezed out by its cheaper supermarket rivals uh, as one of the 13 ketchups. Judges described its flavour as artificial bitter and vinegary. What, Heinz? Yes. No, see, I completely disagree with that. I don't Number like any Number one was Sainsbury's. Mm, I'm not really a fan of own brand ketchups. No, I don't buy own brand ketchup. The only one I quite like, when you go to the posh shops and you see the posh um, ketchups there, I like the spicy ones, I buy them sometimes. Right. But apparently, uh, number number 13, Daddy's, mm. then Heinz, mm. 11 is Bramwell's, whatever that is, <laughs> well, Hellman's, uh, number 10, Asda, number 9, Waitrose, mm. 8, Morrison, 7, Carnia. No. Where are these places? No Where idea. are they going to? Uh, Branston number five. Oh, it's like Lidl as well. Uh, the Co-op number four. Tesco three. M&S two and Sainsbury's number one. M&S, your favourite. Yeah, I've, I've tried M&S. M &S. I have bought M&S uh, tomato ketchup. Right, and it tasted all right. Mm -hmm. I can't. I, I couldn't taste a difference. Mind you, I don't eat a lot of ketchup. I'm, I'm, I'm more a, a mayonnaise. Well, person. we're back to the. Oh no, I can't stand mayonnaise. Oh, really? oh I love Ooh. Hellman's real mayonnaise. Oh, I put that on everything. No. I hate oh, it. I put uh, sprouts, roast potato. You put it over anything. It tastes a bit fatty for me because really? I don't really like the taste of. Um, I don't like anything eggy or. Oh right. No. Oh, I, I love. Have you tried Hellman's mayonnaise though? No. Oh, well, you should try that. It's quite nice. And they do another one which has got mustard in it, which is quite good. When you see people it's make mayonnaise as well, it. and they've just got egg white and. You have to be very careful. It can be very dangerous mayonnaise. Why? Because of the eggs, isn't it? It's, it's something to do with eggs curdling or something like that. Because it's just be, egg and oil, fresh, isn't it? Yeah, if you're making fresh mayonnaise, you've got to be quite careful. Mm. No, I don't like it at all. I won't, fresh be, I won't mayonnaise. be turned to go on and mayonnaise. buy it, isn't it? Um, Britain's Got Talent last night. Did you see any of that? Are you a fan of that show? I didn't, I'm afraid. Um, I saw Britain's Got Talent not last night. I saw it this morning actually on Catch Up. Um, I was up very early. Uh, and there was an odd person in, in uh, Britain's Got Talent last night, look at Britney Spears lookalike, mm. Lorna Bliss, who is now doing an exclusive interview <laughs> with News not, of the World. Not a glamour model, is she? They generally are if they're doing an she's exclusive She's not really, interview. but she's spent £170,000 over the years to dress like her idol, Britney Spears. So she earns quite a bit of money as an impersonator. Yeah. But she's just very odd. She did this naked routine with lots of... Um, 
uh, Diamante things stuck all over her body. Oh. Nothing on top either. Really? Naked. She got a... Naked? The Zazzle's out. Well, you saw everything. Yeah. Well, they covered... Britain's Got Talent were very savvy and they covered up the, um... The offending, bit. the offending area yes. <laughs> with some Union Jacks. Oh, <laughs> bizarre. It's all very odd. Some very. Te- she must be glamour model. You can tell if you're going to go on television like that. She's got a history. You can yes. just you just know, don't you? She obviously wanted to go for the shock factor. Yeah. It was quite funny. Actually, it was uh, some real oddballs in the show last night, and uh, well worth a watch if you've got a spare spare forty minutes. Homemade lasagna, says Linda, is irresistible the next day, straight from the fridge. Oh, totally. Uh, I would so do homemade lasagna from the fridge. Cold? Yes. Uh, of what course. What is the matter with you all? It's not mm. normal, is it? I love it. It's lasagna. not normal. don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with cold food at all. No, quite clearly. <laughs> quite clearly. I feel, I feel quite ill, I'm afraid. <laughs> quite ill. Uh, what have we got today? Oh, News of the World as well. New videos. Alex Reed's fighting... Fitties, a new Keep Fit series. Go away, you big girl blouse. Mm. And uh, Apprentice stars, as I said before, Glenn Ward and Zoe Beresford are madly in love and planning on moving in together. Good, move in together, move out together, just go away, all right? You boring (laughs) pair of numpties. Stay away. Colleen Nolan's writing another book. Oh, really? Yes. I think this one you better colour in at the same time. (laughs) She's penned another book, this time uh, telling you uh, all about the Nolans. Like, nobody's remotely interested, Colleen, sweet pea. It's lovely to what, say the that. the singer's the Nolans? The singer's the Nolans. Yeah, she's, gonna t- she's going to apparently tell you everything. I bet you're not. And, um, and she says, not a lot of people know that we toured with Frank Sinatra. Oh. And this is going to take up how many pages, dear? You toured with Frank Sinatra, he said hello, and that was the end of it, because he never spoke to anybody when he was on tour. Didn't he? No. Was no, he a bit didn't. funny like uh, that? People don't do that. So, what do you think? Because you're on tour with someone, they're going to be, hey, come on, come around to my dressing room. I suppose so. No, they don't do that. Not with the Nolans. You can imagine a lot of giggly, gangly girls. And he would have place. been the star of the show, wouldn't he? Absolutely. They they were way down the list. I mean, they weren't even anywhere near the same building, I should think. How old would they have been at the time? Teens. Five, six, seven, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I've got no idea. Never thought about it. Certainly very young, but we all, we all know, of course, that Colleen can't sing for Toffee. Because she freely admitted she only did the la-las, I'm afraid. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, of course, obviously taxed her. Taxed her a lot. But she was eating quite a bit, I think. She was the little chubby one at the end. Steve, stop anyway, it. Well, she can't help it. I mean, but she brought out a DVD video going, look how slim I am, and then piled it all back on again. I'm sorry, I get very angry with... I'd th- probably do that, though, if I had a slimming DVD. Yes, but you're not likely <laughs> to bring one out. Basically, <laughs> you're not as big as Colleen. With my cold food. <laughs> God. London's biggest conversation. <laughs> Lydia says, you're sure you haven't seen Celebrity Coach Trip? Tony Blackburn and Dave Van Day were in it. That was years ago, dear, years ago. I love Coach Trip. Yeah, we love Coach Trip. Uh, Shelley says, what's the matter with everybody? I'm completely with you. None of the food you've mentioned should be eaten cold, ever. I'm feeling <laughs> distinctly queasy. <laughs> so there you go. Some people like cold food. I, mean, I, I love a cold food. Oh. What if you, you know, if you push for time, yeah. just eat it cold. What's the point of wasting time heating it up? Oh, dear. Uh, I must just mention a lovely lady called uh, Sirifi who's got an upholstery shop in Kingston. That's and a I nice went, name. It's a lovely Sorry. name, isn't it? And she's Thai, mm-hmm. and she made the cushions for my settee. I was driving past, trying to find something, because I've got these cushions, but after a while, if you had them, and it's such an expensive piece of furniture, I thought, well, I'll have the cushions done. Anyway, I go in there, and I'm chatting to her, and, and she's, she did them all for me. This is a few months ago. And we got talking, and uh, she said, oh, she said, I used to... I used to listen to LBC a long time ago. And it turned out she used to listen to me back in the 80s. Really? Back in the 80s. You see, because you ended up talking about it and all. It was so interesting. But she's, she was selling up to move back to Thailand. Right. And, um, 
sadly, her, uh, she was going to go back and move in with her mother. Sadly, her, her mother passed away. And uh, she only had ten hours notice to fly out. She didn't make it in time, which was a shame. So now... She's, uh, she is going to be, she is going to be doing it. She's going to be away for a couple of uh, months from the end of May. So, uh, she says, if and by, if, if when you go past the shop, I'm still here. I went past the other day, actually. Oh. And she was still there in the shop. And I remember thinking, I need some other cushions making now. <laughs> Perhaps she can do it. What does she do? Just cushions yeah. or lots of other things? She does, she does upholstery. I mean, it's, uh, but she's, the shop looks like a bomb city. I mean, the good news is that I don't think that she's going to leave now to go and live back in Thailand. The reason going back was for her mum. Yeah. Now her mum's not there anymore. So she may stay. She may stay, because the shop's super, but you go in there and it's like a cacophony. You have to lift things up and find where the pattern books are. And Brilliant. It's really like that. It's like a, it's a real working shop. Bit of a journey picking your fabric. A bit of a journey. Well, I let her pick the fa- it's exactly the same fabric it was made of before. Right. And she's st- she said, oh, you need horsehair on this and all the rest of it. She's one of these people's Horsehair? Who- well, you, you can get horsehair and all sorts of... Yeah. What, in the cushions? Yeah. Instead of feathers or... Yes, but they're, they're big. They're seat cushions. Mm-hmm. Not cushion cushions. Oh, I see. Not scatter cushions. No, not... Oh, God, no. We don't do scatter. Don't do a scatter. Oh, I love a scatter. Do a scatter. <laughs> I do have some, um, <laughs> some London transport cushions. I do as well. They're covered out of the tube seat covers. The, the tube seat covers. They do yes. a whole range of all the fabrics that you see on the tubes of the buses. I've got two. I've got... I've got three. I've got a all green right, one. Green and the red one, which is really good, and it fits in with the sofa quite well. Aren't they fantastic? Yeah. If you if you're a bit geeky like me and you're into your tubes, it's a the transport museum in Covent Garden is just fantastic. I remember. Are you? Yeah, and you get a discount in the in the cafeteria upstairs. It's such a good Don't trip. Don't go on it? toast. It's rubbish. Oh. <laughs> I think two weeks ago it was. How horrible. much did you get off? Ten percent, not bad. Ten percent, and and in the shop, yeah. And you go free into the museums. Lovely museum. Because the only thing I'll say about the shop, it's fairly expensive. Yeah. You're obviously talking London prices, yeah. um, and a little bit more. But there's so much good stuff in there. Yeah. It's really. I like the door a- holder backers, the things that have got sand in, also yeah. made out of the same material. And you can get little oyster cards um, holders and things. Loads of stuff yeah. like that. Loads of little junk. trains, cars, taxis. Amazing books in there as well, posters. DVDs. I think we should get more than 10% off after this big plug. I think so too. (laughs) But the good thing is, you go in there and they've got a London hackney carriage inside, full-size trains. How they get them in, I've got no idea. They weigh a ton. It's a brilliant museum, isn't it? And the old carriages, which had the wooden slatted, which I remember. Yes. Because you drop your cigarette and then stamp it out on the floor. I've got a picture of me on one of those old trains on my my Facebook. And there's also a, uh, you can drive a tube carriage. You can drive a train. You have to push the kids out. Yeah, you do. You just get, you say that. get out, get out. Move, my yeah. turn. And you can get on a double-decker bus, you can sit behind the wheel. Oh, mm. it's fantastic. It's, it, it, put it this way, if it's sounding like a direct plug for London, it is a direct plug for London, because it's it's a good museum, but we, we like museums anyway. Yeah, it's definitely worth going. Worth worth joining, because if you've got young kids, they love doing that sort of thing. Yeah. It's very it's, interactive, isn't it? We all it? like it. Have you been Will? Have you been... Yeah. As will be. You can have to go now, yeah. It's good. It's a good day go. out. Girlfriend's away at the moment. <laughs> and, um, you know, <laughs> needs to get out more at the moment. Bless sitting and sobbing. Go and drive a tube train, Will. Yeah, you can sit in there and see what it's like driving a tube train, and you can climb onto these... The buses go and sit upstairs and everything. Oh, really cool. It's really cool stuff. It is very, very good. Really cool stuff. So, anyway, so anyway, just going back to uh, lovely uh, Surafi. Yes. And um, she said, uh, Good. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're staying. Actually, I'm glad that you're staying. So oh. even though she's been busy with packing and tidying up, I shall need uh, some time to get rid of all this stuff before I can. She, but she does want to retire, right? But uh, hopefully not just yet. Is she of retirement age? 
I don't know. I never asked people that. question. I never, that's very impolite. Well, my neighbour Lynn has retired. Right. And she's not of retirement age. Hmm. She she just decided she wanted to stop work, so she worked out her finances. Would hmm. you would you retire? We asked this question of people the other week on if you won. And we didn't, 107 million, because somebody in Spain won it. The, yeah. the Euro Millions Lottery, and we hate them. And, because uh, it should have been us. Uh, would you retire? No. Definitely oh, not. strange. See? Definitely not, because um, I'm very rubbish at finding things to do if I'm not working. Oh, really? Um, if I'm not doing anything in terms of work, I'm quite lazy, and I will just sit at home and do nothing. Right. I'm not one of those doers of life. I can't just get up and potter around. Right. I like a, a fixed purpose, a place to go. Because I said to my friend Helena the other day, I said, I thought I could. Right. I could, you know, buy a place down near her and stare out to sea. Mm-hmm. And, no, see, everybody says I'd be bored, and I, 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 I might have thought that at one point. But I'd quite like to do that, just sort of potter about and do a couple of things a week or something. You could do your show down the line. <laughs> Somebody else said. Somebody else said that the other day. Said you could do the show from your place. I said, not really, because you need to actually experience it. Mm. It's it's like we we do interviews down the line with a couple of people during the week, and they're not as good as the people who are live in the studio because you can't see them. It makes a difference when you're actually interacting face to face. Yes, yes, you need to see somebody. Yeah, Um, that's why Will Will's not here. Actually, he's on. He's in Thailand (laughs) at the moment, (laughs) making cushions. Making cushions for Um, me. In the, in the paper today, the Sunday Mirror, page 31, this is uh, Fiona McIntosh's oh, yeah. column. I know you mentioned earlier about Fergie, yeah, because um, she's uh, written a little passage about Fergie. Uh, but also, this other thing with Channel 4, they're bringing out this new show, which is going to be called Drugs Live. Um, if, if I understand it correctly, the premise of the show is basically going to be people taking drugs live on TV. Mm. Um, and the idea is, so says boss, uh, is it someone Hunt? Jay Hunt, who's the boss of Channel 4. She says that the idea of the show is to uh, bring much needed clarity to the social issue around drugs. To educate people. How's it educating somebody showing well, I somebody think taking drugs? This is the backlash that she's receiving at the moment. Basically, people are saying, look, you're just, you're just being over-sensation if you want to uh, boost your ratings, and that's why you've come out with this mm. ridiculous sh- uh, show. There's no, you know, there's no public service in you know, broadcasting people taking drugs live on television. And actually, it may be uh, a negative issue in terms of people might just turn around and say, well, actually, you know, taking that drug isn't so bad, so I'll give it a go. Mm. So... That's going to be that one. Uh, whether it's actually going to go ahead or not, or she'll pull the plug, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think showing some... I mean, I've, I've, we've had this discussion with four on the programme. We've mm. spoken to parents. But there was a very famous uh, girl who died of, a, uh, of ecstasy, right, and her yeah. parents uh, wanted the papers to print the picture of her yes. after she died, or perhaps when she was on her life support before they turned it off. And, and I said at the time, I didn't think that, unfortunately, showing that picture of that poor girl was going to stop people taking drugs, because you can take people around a cancer ward and say, this is what cancer does to you if you smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And it's not going to put people off smoking. It's like, this is what's going to happen to your liver if you drink more than three drinks a day. It's not mm. going to stop it. People, unfortunately, know the risks. When I used to smoke, I knew what the risk was didn't stop me i still carried on well also the other um point that was made about this channel 4 show is that the drugs that they'll be taking on the show will obviously be uh, clean drugs so to speak whereas things that you actually buy on the street are, are probably cut up with lots of other things there was a guy the other day who was arrested for having all these uh, tablets and mm. it turned out that 90 percent of what he had were fake they didn't actually contain anything i think he was selling amphetamines mm-hmm. but they didn't actually contain any amphetamines and i had heard of people selling washing powder oh yeah as me. speed 
to it's people just... because they don't know. Christo was talking about this the other day. Yeah, it's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. And I think that's the, the one thing that's probably would potentially put people off. The reality of the fact that if you're making a choice to take a drug, you're not actually uh, in your right mind in terms of knowing that that drug is that drug. Yes. Because it's probably something completely different. Well, one of them was a horse tranquilizer, wasn't it, I heard? Well, people horse take tra- horse tranquilizers anyway, horse don't tra- they? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. I'm incredibly naive. I mean, in, in my day, I mean, it was a hallib orange tablet. <laughs> you know, we were very happy with that. You know, two of those, I was up on the ceiling. Mm. <laughs> but uh, now, I mean, there's so many different drugs yeah. that, that people obviously get hooked into it. I mean, in my day, you went out to a club and you, and you got drunk. Now they seem to go out to clubs and they're all stoned. Well, because they're all out for so long now. Yeah. That's why. They're, they're over, overnight, you know, they're going out at like six in the evening and they're not coming home till six in the morning. How can you do... You can't do 12 hours. It, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I don't. I'm exhausted after I'm exhausted hour. by 10. Yes, it's 10 o'clock. I want to go home. A couple of hours. <laughs> Stephen and Hoban says, where's the transport museum? Covent Garden. Covent Garden. OK. Uh, Sharon and Hackney says, good food to eat cold. Savaloys. Oh, no. <laughs> I've found my non... I, yeah. I struggle to eat a Savaloy hot, I have to say. Oh, I quite like Savaloys. I don't really like no. I don't like pickled eggs. I hate it. I eggs. think pickled eggs always look a bit strange in the fish and chip shop. Don't ever touch them. They'll kill you, OK? They're horrible. <laughs> I can only eat eggs scrambled because I don't like the white. Exactly, I don't like it. Yes, scram- I, I can have them fried on both sides. Mm. Scramble's quite nice. I don't do pickled gherkins either in case anyone... Oh, I love a gherkin. Or is it a cornichon? Cornicon. Cornichon. <coughs> I love a cornichon. Is it cornichon? What yeah, the it? little ones. Little gherkins, mini gherkins. Where do you get those from? You get them in the supermarket. Mm. i tell you where it's really good, actually, to buy cornichons in the big jars. Um, places like Lidl, because all the... They're huge in France. You can get massive jars of the little gherkins in France. Mm. And a lot of the stuff in Lidl and Aldi come over from Europe. Oof, Brilliant. Disgusting. And balsamic vinegar. Oh, God, even worse. <sighs> I do like pickled <laughs> onions, though. I Although there's such a onion. bewildering array of them in the supermarket. They've got, in Waitrose, there must be, like, ten shelves full of pickled onions. How do you know which ones to pick? I like the silver skin <coughs> ones. I don't like the really big ones. They're a bit too peppery for me. Mm. But I like the silver skin. How many should you onion. eat? As many as you want. Oh, right, OK. What was the limit? It's also, heartburn. Other, other good food to eat cold. Chicken curry. Yes. Oof. I would. That's like cold custard. Pizza. Mm-hmm. Baked beans, ravioli and macaroni cheese. Mm. I'm not a fan of macaroni <coughs> cheese because it's a bit too creamy for me. God, making me quite ill, I'm afraid. There's <laughs> one here that says, My children have cold pasta, cold pizza, and cold new potatoes in their packed lunches. Well, cold new potatoes are okay, mm-hmm. and cold pasta, cold pizza, no. That's a very good packed lunch. Nice is and it? healthy, isn't That's it? a lot of carbs, I'm thinking. Maybe cold they don't pasta. have them all together. Because just... you can buy all, all the, um, the salads, come with um, cold pasta, pasta in any way. Yeah, of course. But of course, Waitrose have come up with a new sandwich. Right. No bread. A no bread sandwich. A no bread sandwich. It's a, it's a cost lettuce leaf with the filling in it. And they come with sort of avocado or whatever it is and things like that and chicken. It's, well, I, I just thought it was a, it's a sandwich, but without the two pieces of bread, which are the bits you like. That's quite a good idea, though, because if you are trying to Supposed watch to your healthy. carbs and you don't want to, because a lot of people find bread a bit bloating. Oh, it's very bloating. Yeah. Because we, we don't make good bread in this country. You need to go to a proper bakery to get good bread. Yeah. So, actually, it's quite a nice idea, because the only thing about getting a salad sometimes, it's a bit fiddly to eat. So if you're on the train and stuff, you don't want to rip open a salad. And... Do you eat salad on the train? Yeah. Well, I eat on the train. You don't eat you? on the train? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, on the buffet car? <laughs> no. In the seat? Not on the Orient Express. Oh, uh, dear God, what have we got in the studio, ladies and gentlemen? You eat north. in the seat? I never. Do you know what, though? I'm a very considerate oh. eater if I am eating on public transport, because I always make sure I'm not eating anything smelly. 
There's nothing worse than somebody coming on. I was on the train the other day. Somebody came on with a Cornish pasty, a beef Cornish pasty, and just stank out the entire car. the bus. Oh. Girls eating a burger on the back seat. We sat next to it and stared at her, and she wrapped it up and put <laughs> it away. Stared her out. Stared her out. You don't sit on a bus and eat that. What sort of stupid person sits on the bus and eats? Isn't eats it a awful? Burger? I don't like inconsiderate eating. You're not allowed to drink on the on the the buses, isn't it? We shouldn't have people eating. Very common, I'm afraid. We're not I don't really like. like to, I do. It's this funny because I don't like a drink on any other public transport. But if I'm going on a long train journey, I do like a drink on a train. What an alcoholic drink? Mm. Yeah. Make a mental note. Don't book him ever again. He's quite mad, you know. <laughs> Cold food, Cold food and drinking else. on public transport, yeah, drinking on public transport. Oh, I've never really liked it. What a heathen! Oh, dear me. I, I do hate people eating on trains. It really does annoy me. People sit there in the morning and they sort of unwrap whatever it is. That, oh, horrid. Mind you, I have done it. I have done it, so I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. But, I mean, who cares? Uh, 84850, steve at We just don't do anything cold, I'm afraid. We're right with cold <laughs> pasta and a salad, that's fine, but... Not you know, cold curry. Not not cold savaloys. Oh, no. I don't we don't do gherkins, either. 14 to 9. With the travel, James Worley. Thanks, Steve, on the M25. Just one lane closed now, clockwise. Vicious decade. Right now, LBC listeners can get a 60-day trial of the sundaytimes.co.uk for just £1. That means for two months you can enjoy exclusive content online and on your iPad. Today's highlights include Europe's top 20 outdoor adventures, meat designer Lulu Guinness with her video guide on the latest handbag looks, and the Sport Rich List, Britain and Ireland's 100 richest sportsmen. Try the Times and Sunday Times websites for just £1 for your first 60 days. You can cancel at any time or continue for just £2 a week. Find out more at lbc.co.uk. Limited offer, conditions apply, new subscribers only. The cost of living is skyrocketing. This evening. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Ten to nine is uh, the time. Oh, I must just mention, on the LBC Travel Show with Simon Calder, from uh, seven till nine on Sunday, because I'm, f- I'm following it tonight at nine with Rory Bremner and Stacey Solomon, not to be missed. Uh, at the end of a week in which Britain's biggest travel companies have reported big losses for the winter, should you hold on for a last-minute summer bargain? And how likely is your chosen holiday firm to go bust before you travel. Simon's destination of the week is on the Adriatic. Find out where and get expert holiday advice on any of the seven seas on the travel show with Simon Calder, Sunday evening from seven, here on LBC 97.3. Could do with that. Nice holiday. Good, good. It's cheaper to stay at the Bellagio in Las Vegas in a deluxe room than it is to stay at the uh, hotel... What's it called? I can't remember which one it's called now. In in Hong Kong. I was looking through this brochure the other day, and it's £199 per person per night mm-hmm. in the uh, the Peninsula Hotel, I think, in Hong Kong. So you're looking at £400 for the room. The Bellagio, 54 quid each. Wow, that's cheap. For a deluxe room, a £54. And that's that's normal price for the Bellagio. That's not a special offer. Oh. Because they, they're not interested in the room. They want you to spend money in the hotel and gamble and everything else. My friends are off to Vegas on Saturday. Lovely. Go and see Kylie. Oh, really? Shut It'll be there. so hot. The heat is unreal. You cannot walk up and down the street. Ooh, it's, re- it's really... You would burn to pieces. I, I do. Would. You, and you get very tired. It's because you're in the middle of the desert. You tend to forget. Yeah. You know, it's got all the buildings and there's water everywhere and it's lovely. But all they've done is plonked it in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Strange. I wouldn't be able to survive that. I don't like too much heat. You wouldn't survive. I mean, you, you, you go outside and it's like a wall. Of, it's like being in Florida. It's like mm. banging your face. People go, oh, lovely, lovely. Not for me. I I'm get afraid. very grumpy in too much heat. You would get grumpy here. 
there are, that's why everywhere you go, there are people selling bottles of water. Yeah. And you would have to buy... You couldn't survive. And also, your feet get ache and everything else. Cold fi- Sorry, cold food fried fish, says Kath in Romford. Mm. Steve says, forget cold food, kebab meat fried in the morning is lovely. Oh, <laughs> who's that from, sorry? That's from Steve. Steve, oh, refried kebab, kebab meat. meat. Oh, disgusting. Oh. The best pickled onions are Barry Norman's from <laughs> Sainsbury's. Only place I know that sells them, says Rita. They're probably in Waitrose as well. And here's, here's a, a likely combination. This is rugby ace Gareth Thomas, uh, who's teamed up with a soulmate, Christian Le Bouton. You know the man who makes the shoes? Le Bouton. Le Bouton. Both yeah. gay. Right. And they both form this, they say, unlikely friendship. They become very, very friendly. And uh, they're now sort of having pictures taken. They look really good together, actually. Let me see. They look, I think they look really good together. Oh, they do, yeah. because yeah, the rugby world was thrown into turmoil. Could happen to a gay rugby player. They look very... I know. Imagine shock. Shock horror stop press, there. Stop press. Like gay footballers. Hmm, I wonder how many <laughs> of those there are. Yeah. You know. Funny, you can understand it in everything else, but uh, they, they, seem, they seem quite good together, actually. One terribly, terribly, terribly rich. They look very similar. Like they do look very into similar. Each other. Yes, they do look like gay clones, it mm. has to be said. But, uh, but one, one really, really rich, and one maybe not as rich as the other one. Mm. But, uh, well, not, you know... Well, I wonder how much well he's together. worth. Does it say how much he's worth? No, I don't know how much he'd be worth. He he would be worth a lot. A lot. Yeah, but they they, they meet up for walks and everything else. I think it's really nice. I wonder if he designs his rugby boots for him <laughs> with a nice heel. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> well, one's six foot three and the other's five foot six. Oh. I don't think that makes any difference. I'm just sort of mentioning that now, and uh, and they they're here pictured wearing matching outfits. Oh, do we see? Cool. Do we spot a budding relationship here, ladies and gentlemen? Do you think they're going to maybe holding hands and telling the parents? I don't know. What do you think, sir? Telling the parents. It's a bit late now. Yeah, a little bit late, exactly. <laughs> Pictures splashed around and the And they, they mentioned Madeleine McCann because the flat that Maddie was snatched from yes. is being rented out for the first time of the crime because they can't find a buyer. Yeah. I didn't know they were trying to sell it. I thought it was just on a complex. I didn't know how this I think they worked. were saying because they, they were trying to sell it, but um, people don't want to buy it because of the... Well, because of obvious reasons. Well, now it? I've seen the front door, it becomes even more bizarre. <laughs> Why? But because the... Uh, I thought that it was a flat in a complex where the door opened into a corridor... Right. ..and then they would walk along the corridor. No, no, no. The door is, is outside. Hmm. So if, if Maddie had walked outside... She'd have been straight into, into the complex. There's no sort of other way round it. How bizarre. Mm. It isn't there's, at all as I thought. There's a lot in the papers this morning as well about the, this horrific story um, in uh, Tenerife. <sighs> Jennifer Mills Wesley, originally from Norfolk, 60-year-old grandmother, two daughters, five grandkids. She was murdered in Tenerife. Um, I'm sure many of you would have seen this on the news. Um, murdered by Bulgarian Dayan mm. Valentinov. Uh, stabbed 14 times. He'd followed her and she yeah. tried to... to you know, hide, and she'd said, I'm being followed, and then uh, he followed her again, picked up a knife, and uh, and then walked out with her head. I mean, it's, it's too horrendous to Just even... absolutely horrific. Her family, uh, well, you can imagine, I mean, that's going to haunt them. Also the people round there mm-hmm. who didn't know it was real. There was an interview with um, uh, one of the onlookers, um, I think, the, the day that it happened, and um, he was saying that he thought it was a joke. He thought it was a, a prosthetic yes. head and, that's what and a joke. Thought. Yeah. Because you would just never imagine that something like that would happen. Well, you w- no, you wouldn't. And in, in broad daylight, I mean, it's I, I don't know, I don't know how the uh, the family cope with things like that. Absolutely I think they're, for them. they're obviously flying out there um, very soon, and uh, the guy involved is um, set to appear before magistrates tomorrow. Lord. Um, mm. Good news, Mary Tyler Moore was out of danger. She had uh, brain surgery. She was huge. 
on American television, Mary Tyler Moore, a bit before your way before everybody else's around, uh, time around here. But uh, she's 74, she's recovering nicely, and uh, she found fame in the Dick Van Dyke show, and then she got her own show after that. So uh, we good wish news. her well. Good news there. We like a bit of good news. We don't get much good news, I'm afraid. There's a great, if you're just for a bit of a <coughs> laugh, there's a great picture in the News of the World on page 25 of Prince Philip uh, doing a big gurn. I love Prince Philip. I love Prince Philip. He's just Philip. so bumbling. Yes, he's, he's so, fantastic. so wonderful. Um, he, apparently he was uh, recounting a story about when he nearly crashed his Range Rover to his aides. <laughs> <laughs> just That's all he does. He just spends his time driving around Windsor. He's 92, though. Doing his farm. And, uh, he, uh, He's 92 or 93, because it's very strange, because on one of them, he, they, they were going past this place, and Victoria's buried in there, you know. <laughs> and uh, they just drive past it. It's just, it's just, oh, I think he's wonderful. They show no sign of slowing down at all, the royal family. Unfortunately, we have to slow down with, uh, with Will. Oh. We have to let you go and have already. cold food. Cold food for me. Yes. I mean, there's no point in having restaurants. Might as well just have cold food served up everywhere. <laughs> Disgusting. Do you want to see my flats, my fridge? Is it full of, oh, full of, full cold, of cold food? Well, of course it'll be full of cold food. It's a fridge, <laughs> isn't it? Are you having a roast today? Uh, no, I'm working later this evening. Oh, right. So I'm going to go home, have a little nap, then off Good. to work. Excellent. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. See you back very soon. See you soon. That's Will Gowing. Listen, uh, don't forget, we've got the How Low running. Darren's here after the news at uh, nine. We've given him the trick lock to play with. He'll be there forever. It'll keep him amused. Very, very amused. I haven't told him how many different things he's got to do to open it. OMG. Half-price savings end today at DF... Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Sunday morning on LBC. We've got the, uh, the How Low running only for another hour with the Sony Vio laptop. Details coming up in a moment. Darren's got your uh, questions, which we'll uh, sort through. We'll have some more from the, the papers as well. And we'll have a chat to Andrew Pierce about what's happening on his show. I think he's by himself today. I don't think Kevin Maguire is in today. It's uh, it, Andrew Pierce is alone on his own. So we'll have a chat to him a little bit later on. OK, but the news at nine is coming up in a matter of 30 seconds. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning, LBC 97.3. Actually, I got a really nice uh, email in uh, from Chris, who says, I've just booked a magician for my little grandson's birthday party next Saturday. We were chatting, and it came up. He's a good friend of yours, Jack Delvin. Jack Delvin's been booked. He says, uh, I think I've hit the jackpot. I'm very excited about the party now, as we're going to try and entertain the 25 little darlings ourselves. Never, never, don't ever do it. You'll, be, you'll wake up with a headache, even thinking about it. It's not worth it. Always get a always get a professional in, and you've got a professional, so you don't need to worry. Uh, let me just mention the how low for today. It's the Sony Vio laptop. You've only got fifty five minutes left to get your hands on the Sony Vio. It's got three hundred twenty gigabytes of hard drive, built in webcam, Wi Fi connectivity. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down ten a.m. this morning to play this one. You text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one if you want a bid. 9p, you text Steve, and then the number 9, and send it to 88821. If you put the zero, it becomes 90, or if you put two zeros, it becomes £9. So uh, just be careful what you're putting on the numbers thing. If you want £1.18, 118. £1.72 would be 172. And uh, you've got to put it in a text. So you do Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your number... And then send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes in fifty five minutes time. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can use it for watching DVDs, listening to music, and accessing the internet on the move. And it's very nice indeed. You're losing badly with the lock, so it's not going to happen, is it? It will. Don't it worry. Won't. No, Morning. it won't because you're only here for another twenty five minutes, so it's not going to happen in that time. 
Talking of illusions and locks, on the iPad, mm. uh, an app this week called 3D Illusions. Do you remember the posters you used to be able to buy that you put on your bedroom wall? And if you stared at them, oh. like, something would appear. We had a wine bar over the road from a studio <laughs> once, and it was it was all these pictures, and it only ever happened to me once. You know where you stare at these pictures, and you so, really stare, then all of a sudden, you could see the picture. Well, I only ever managed it once. I was obviously not looking at the right thing. Well, look at this one and see if you can tell me what you can see in this picture. Oh, I'm not going to be hopeless on this one. Stare at the and let your eyes go cross slightly. It takes me about ten seconds to get it. And, uh No, it's, it's not. It's free. It's called 3D Illusions. Just get it from the That's nothing at all for That's me. mushrooms. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could have said it was anything. Yeah. That's mushrooms, six is mushrooms, it? Yeah. You, you, you can see six mushrooms. I can see six mushrooms. But right. Once you master it. Well, I was hopeless at this one part. That says 2,000. Does Let's it? See if you can see 2,000. That says 2,000, does it? Wait a minute. You don't need to... Oh, right. You don't need to scrunch your eyes up you stare at it and then you let your eyes go slightly out of focus as if you're looking just behind nothing the at all nothing at all I, th- I think people make it up i think on the back it says this says 2000 so they go it says 2000 can't you see it makes me ill i'm afraid <laughs> makes me ill uh right should we get down to business yep. oh i've got to mention a couple of things actually first of all um uh, no more questions, because I've got more than enough to get myself through. Thank you very much indeed. Also, the season of summer sorcery taking place at the Magic Circle. They've got details there of uh, loads of things. Starting on the 4th of June uh, and running through. All the details are on their website, actually. This is for Friends of the Magic Circle. It's uh, £25. And they've got everything from Faye Presto and Piff, which sounds hilarious, actually. because I've the seen Magic Dragon, Piff yeah. the Magic Dragons. I've seen little clips. for that one. It's adults only, yeah, is it? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Adults only. Yeah. Uh, Steve Allen's Magic Circle Mysteries are sold out. Yeah. Uh, the Giants of Close-Up Magic, an evening with Graham P. Jolly. I'm going to go and see that. Yeah. Stars of the Magic Graham's Circle. full show. So I'm going to go and see that, because I haven't seen his full show. Oh, right. I saw what he did on the first half of your show, mm. and I've seen little clips, but uh, the entire Very show good. is supposed to be fantastic. Very good. If you want information, go to themagiccircle.co.uk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Magic Circle. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, the excitement <laughs> overcame me briefly. Themagiccircle.co.uk. They've got everybody, <coughs> excuse me, including uh, Michael Vincent, Richard Pinnock, loads of people. Absolutely fantastic. Right. Colin has uh, just purchased a Samsung 40-inch HD TV. When watching through the Sky Plus box, the sound is fine. But when on an HD channel, the sound is quiet and has to be turned up. Any ideas? Go to the sound settings for your television. Make sure that all is normal there. Because HD ch- often uh, broadcasts in um, 5.1 and various surround systems. So make sure the settings are correct there and that the volume is turned up. And also go in your skybox, go into the sound settings on that as well. And make sure all those settings are correct. I set for stereo, not set mono. Set for stereo. Yeah, or Dolby um, surround rather than mono, which may make the sound seem softer. And make sure that the, the maximum volume is set to high as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, One here that says, I downloaded BlackBerry App World and Twitter a while ago, and the icons were in my download folder on my BlackBerry. However, I received prompts telling me upgrades are available, so I went through the upgrade process, and now I can't find the icons anywhere. Where are they, says Jade? (laughs) I'd go and download it again. That's the best way. Yeah. Remove it completely from your BlackBerry. Yeah. Go back to the store. And download BlackBerry App World again. You'll get down. You'll download the latest version. Some won't have the problem. Hopefully, right? Okay. Hopefully, you won't have the the problems on that. Do you eat cold food? Of course, I do. Oh, 
It's obviously quite common, then, this cold food malarkey. Really? Mm. Why don't when I say cold food? I mean, food that you would normally eat hot, not just cold food. Yeah, I have oats in the morning. I don't, have, I don't cook my porridge. I have it uncooked. Blimey, that, we haven't heard that one before. Mm. You, well, have you, have, un- you, you have it in muesli. There's oats in muesli that you don't have hot, hot right. milk on. So do you actually buy porridge, then? No, no, no. You know, normal porridge oats. Right. Ice-cold soya milk on it. Oh. Something sweet as well, and have it like that. Oh. Mm. So somebody's recommended mayonnaise and ketchup together. Yes, I would imagine yeah. that would probably work quite well. I How long do you think you could survive in life without eating uncooked food? Uh, or forever? No. Yeah? Three weeks. What, eating uncooked yeah, food? Yeah, we've evolved as humans oh, right. that we can only survive if, if we eat cooked food. Oh, if you had a raw food diet, i.e. everything that you ate was uncooked, yeah. you wouldn't live much more than three or four weeks. Good Lord. An unusual one here. Somebody likes cold Yorkshire pudding spread with jam. <laughs> I have to be honest, I could probably eat cold Yorkshire pudding. Well, but they... Yorkshire pudding is just batter, which is yes. the same as a pancake. Yeah. So putting jam on it is the same as putting a jam on a pancake. Yeah. Isn't it? It's the same thing. I'm not really big into pancakes either, actually. Uh, Anthea... Is from Sutton, one of my number one fans. Well, I met a lady who said she was my biggest fan the other day. She's in uh, Italy. Lives in Twickenham, but she's come back to... She's back from Italy. She's got in the rag trade out there. And, uh, and I said we've got people all around the world listening to the programme, which is very nice. Uh, love your programme, listen to every morning. Can you ask Darren, says Anthea, how we defrag our Dell laptop? I know he mentions what to do most weeks, but I've forgotten what the site is. All right. So we're defragging... A Dell laptop, and we Just do it. To remind myself how you do it, right? Okay, right. you go to all programs, accessories, system tools, and then disk defragmenter. Click it, and away you go. Right. It's as simple as that. Yeah, may take a few hours to do it, so maybe you do it overnight. Get that answer. Should be easy. I don't know if you know this one. I've, I've just this one's just nipped in now because it's a phone one, a Nokia E seven one. And when I'm abroad in Europe, I can receive text, but I can't send. Even if I reply to a text received, same problem occurred on my previous sharp phone. I'm using the same SIM card. When you're when you're abroad, is there some? Do you have you have to register, don't you, for sending? You do, yeah. Make sure yeah. you have make sure you're, you've got roaming turned on, which is a very expensive business. So be careful. Yes, be, yes, yes, Eleanor. That it's probably quite good that you can't sit. So you, you'll receive texts abroad, but I had that problem before. You have to turn it on. Yeah. And so it'll be in the menu of, of turning texts on when you're roaming. But you'll be charged every time your computer, so your phone contacts the internet. Yeah. So every text you receive, every time you check your email, you'll be eating into your data allowance. Yeah. No. No, Lydia again. Poor soul, honestly. She's quite clearly on drugs or something. No, it's an old coach trip, that one, dear. <laughs> it's an old one. Tony Blackburn and, uh, and, that, and Colin Jones. It's an old one, I'm afraid, dear. It's about a year and a half old, but never mind. And uh, no, it wasn't an apology, love. In fact, we've now found a new place to put you. Uh, Hugh says that Tulisa is one of the nicest girls you wish to meet. She'll wow the audience if she becomes a judge. She apparently has. She has become a judge. So Danny Minogue's is is not doing it, and Tulisa is doing it. But as I say, most people don't know who poor old Tulisa is, which is a shame. Recently, says Peter, I get a message to say I'm not connected to the internet, sometimes with a little spinning circle like an egg timer. But if I leave it for maybe five to ten seconds, so it does connect. I've tried switching off the broadband router and restarting, it makes no difference. No idea. Yeah, it's on an iMac. And it takes ten seconds before it connects. Yeah. It's usually an so I've tried switching off the broadband router and restarting, it makes it, can you make this, how do I become... I've had that before. Occasionally when it wants to have a good old think. Yes. When it's connecting your IP address, usually. I saw you, I've seen that little spinning yeah. circle thing. 
Try using Firefox as well. See if it works on that. Yeah. If it runs smoothly, then try that. Chrome is another one. Chrome. It's one of those things there's not an instant solution to, unfortunately. So if you've had the same problem and have found a quick way of doing it, yeah. let us know. Because sometimes your computer does just turn itself off. Oh, it shouldn't do. Oh, shouldn't it? Oh, right. no. <laughs> For no particular reason. Yeah. Uh, Karen says, I'm moving to Hong Kong. I don't want to take my 50 music CDs. Can I transfer it to an iPod, Nano, and what's the fastest way of doing it? You can transfer it to the iPod via a computer. So use iTunes, put each CD in, rip it, mm. and then transfer all the music from your computer to your iPod. That's the quickest way. Right. The lower the quality you rip out, the faster it is. But then the sound quality, depending on what sort of headphones you have, will vary. Right. Okay. Makes sense? I do hope so. It's uh, 9.15. Dad, did you know you can get plus net broad? Steve Allen. Jill says, my daughter has finished the walk. She raised £3,000 for charity. That's the the moonwalk. Plus, I recently read Reed's celebrity coach trip. Michael Barrymore had been hurt in a fall. Maybe that's holding up the show. I thought they'd filmed it, though. I think he fell off some time ago and was taken to hospital. I think that uh, uh, whether or not that would hold it up, I don't know. You, you probably know as much as I do, actually, I'm afraid. Um, one here. Oh, this is a long one from Mark. Last night, I had a problem with my Samsung N130 netbook running on Windows XP. Uh, when I was on the internet, I had an AVG firewall message asking if I wanted to allow through something called cluster. I pressed block because I wasn't sure what it was. Immediately after I did this, my desktop wallpaper disappeared. Also, when I pressed Control-Alt-Delete, Windows Task Manager would not appear. And I got an error message saying something like, Administrator has blocked this. It's as, it's as if it thought I was not the administrator of my own netbook. Mm. Windows Recovery Console appeared and told me it could correct some errors, but not all errors, and then suggested I buy an addition to Windows Recovery Console. In the end, I used the back of the hard drive to restore the computer. What I want to know from you is as follows. What could have caused the errors? What could be done to prevent it happening again? Well, I've had a quick look to see what cluster is, and it may be you blocking cluster has caused the problem. The firewall has shut everything down, and therefore your computer's not working properly. Right. Um, I've had a quick look on the internet and can't find anything at all to answer that question. Yeah. So if you're an expert on what cluster is, I know what a cluster is in terms of computer technology, and that's, that's what makes me suspect yeah. it may be, be blocking that that's done all this to your computer. Thankfully, you had a backup, so you could just restore it very quickly. Right. And as we've said on this programme every week... Backup. Backup everything. Backup everything. So often it's much quicker just to restore the backup when you have these problems than it is trying to sit down and work out what's caused the problem in the first place. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, one here. Uh, this is from Mark. He said he's Grinstead. He says, uh, enjoy the show. I've been having trouble listening to LBC on my computer. When I click on listen live, it doesn't work. I just get a message at the bottom of the page saying error on page. I've also had problems with other links like the C Cleaner link on the LBC website. When I click on that, nothing happens at all. This happens with links on other sites too, like YouTube. Any idea what I could try? Reinstall the browser or install a new, new one. Go for something like Firefox or, or Safari or Opera. When you're on the LBC site, make sure the um, player is installed, which is Silverlight, which you can get from the Microsoft website. Right. You have to use Silverlight to listen to LBC. Right. Okay. Okay. Have, have you got a fan in your iMac? All iMacs have fans yeah. inside them, yeah. David and Kate's got one. They said it's spinning so hard and loud, we think it's going to take off. Um, so it's only four months old. Is it overheating, or is it time to return it to the Apple store? Make sure that the on the dashboard you have a little monitor. There's a little app you can install called iStat Pro. Install that and it will tell you what's going on on your computer, how hot it gets, what the fan is doing. If the fan is on all the time and it's making it very hot, then uh, you may want to ring Apple Care. 
right and sort it out make sure though the bottom and the top of your iMac are well ventilated that's where the air goes in and out so right it gets sucked in from the bottom right comes out the top but if either of those are blocked then it's not getting air in or out then that's when the computer will start overheating right and that's where the fan will go mental yeah and then it'll eventually switch itself off if it gets too hot right so it protects everything yeah Make sure you've backed everything up as well. Sorry? Make sure everything's backed up, because okay. it sounds like you may have the beginning of some problems. <coughs> so the excitement again. Uh, right, one here from Nick, who says, uh, My wife and I just returned from holiday. We took two digital cameras with us. Mm-hmm. OK, one is spare, and luckily we did, because one of them packed up. Right. We therefore need to buy another to replace it, and we're looking at digital bridge cameras. For example, Fuji... HS10 and the Nikon Coolpix times 100. Both those cameras in the two to three hundred pound bracket. Would it be possible to suggest the best camera for us and the reasons in the price range? They're both very good cameras. It's a personal thing. The cameras, best place you know, to Nick. go for all your information on cameras and um, independent reviews is a website called dpreview.com. Dpreview. Yeah. Gives you all the news on what's happening with cameras, and it gives you use everyone who's got them, giving their feedback. And then there's a reviewer on the site as well who gives right. his feedback. Right, so they, so that'll be the place for you. Dpreview.com. Com. Okay, we'll just leave it, I think, now, shall we? <laughs> now we seem to have got it back. Still playing with a lock, you know. It's just it's only right. going to annoy you. So just make sure it's all back to... And then we'll, I'll have a try at home later. Okay. Oh, I can't. Sorry? It still won't go back to the... You can't actually get it back in again. You've now broken it. Fantastic. Uh, this is one from Candice. My laptop is low on disk space and keeps telling me to delete programmes I mm-hmm. no longer use. When I go to add or remove programmes, many on the list appear to be used rarely, like Adobe Reader and Adobe Air. But in the past, when I've deleted programmes, I've then not been able to use certain functions on the laptop. Can you give me any advice as to what is safe to delete? Well, those rarely and often are not a very good guide, unfortunately. And um, you may find that you need Adobe Reader from time to time. Now, if you are lacking space, then... You can always reinstall Adobe Reader when you need it, so you could take that off. Adobe Air is the same. But go through the all programs, you know, go to start, all programs, and have a look through that list as well. Mm. See if there's anything on the list that you don't use. There may be a, quite a big program. You might yeah. find that you've got Photoshop sitting there that you never use or anything like that. I had the other day on my, on my, uh, on my mobile phone, it just kept running down. I got to like ten percent battery life left. Sometimes yesterday. if you've got a rogue app running in the background that's yeah. working all the time, it will just drain your battery. So double click on their home button. Double click there. Yeah, and all the programs that are open will be listed across the bottom. All right, no, nothing. Obviously, open it first. No, uh, well, phone messages, calendar, and weather. And keep moving across. Oh right, and weather and Safari and settings and mail and and. Jetcast, Dance and Google and Mayhem and App Store. So you've Store. got quite a lot open at the moment. Right. How many more pages is, is there open? Quite, well, they're all open. They're... Well, that's what's using your battery up. You've got so many things open, oh, all right. running in the background. One of those could be how draining I, your how battery. How do I get them back again, then? Oh, there you're like that. So either turn it on and off again. Well, I did do that last night. I turned it off. But how did, it when on. did you open all those again? I don't know. I've probably or, done it wrong, actually, on the phone. I don't know. I didn't... Uh... So double-click on it. Yeah. Anything that you're not using, like you've got two weather programs open, that's yeah. getting a feed. So hold your finger on it. A red, the red no entry sign comes right. up. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Take, turn all of this off. Oh, right. So th- they're obviously things that I've opened up, but I've left them on. Yeah. Oh, right. Nobody tells you anything on these phones, do they? Where does, where does it say that in the instruction book? Have you Page read the instruction book? No, I've never no, read an instruction book. 
Birds UK. Mm. When were you going out bird watching? I was listening to a robin the other day, and I was oh, seeing right, if I okay. could communicate with it. I don't think we need to go into that one. Uh, Tara <clears throat> has Microsoft Exchange, and a box came up on email saying, Outlook is not your default. Never had that before. Do you want it to be? So checked, yes. Since then, no emails have come through. I have laptop, desktop and phone connected and all have stopped getting emails. Sounds like you've got two email programs running and you switched from one that you did use to one that to you one don't To one that you're not use. using. So go back into the start menu and have a look at the list. See if Outlook is there and Exchange is running. In Outlook, see if your email addresses are actually in the um, account section. So mm. add an account and see what other accounts are there. If they're not there, then you've opened the wrong um, software up. Right. That makes sense? I do hope so. So what are you doing? Closing down all these things yeah. now? Were yeah. they all running then? The, yeah. if, oh, right, so the moment you click on... Well, I don't know how you turn these things off afterwards. that make a lot of difference to it? I mean, maybe, not really, but if there's one rogue programme that's decided to drain all your battery because it's on right. high, then yeah. I've never really gone down to... It went down to 17 and it came up with a little red thing. I yeah, thought, well, it's ridiculous. Now. I've hardly been in on the phone yesterday. Well, actually, it's not, not strictly true. But some people do worry about it. The only thing you can't do with the, with the Apple phones, as you all know... You can't just replace the battery, which is uh, which is a bit of a pain. I've got one here from uh, Maxine. This is a new one. You, you don't know. I think it's, it's Maxine on this one. Uh, it says, uh, no, wait a minute. Oh, I've lost the blooming thing now. Where's it gone from? Oh. Maxine says, I, I've had a pay-as-you-go £15 dongle mm-hmm. since last September, which I've been using a couple of hours a week whilst at my son's football training. It's now about to run out, but all the providers have changed their offers to minimum £15 a month. Is there a way round, stroke alternative to this, as it wouldn't be worth me spending 15 quid a month to use only eight hours a month? Um, Free do a good deal where you only pay... It's not a pay-as-you-go, you you just buy a dongle and pay for a month. And then if you want to top it up at the end of the month, you can. Right. If you don't, you don't. There's no contract with it. Just a month. So I'd have a look at that one. If you've got a good reception for three in your area, then fine. If not, then you have to look at the other networks. All right. Uh, sometimes when try to get on website, says George, it comes up with no connection network cable unplugged. Obviously, there are no unplugged cables because five minutes or so later I can access said web page using Windows 7 and Google Chrome have uninstalled Google Chrome and reinstalled Firefox. So this is exactly the same problem the person with the Mac was having. Right. It's an issue with the I reckon it's an issue with the IP addresses connecting to the modem and getting slightly confused and having to wait for a moment while they reset themselves. Oh, right. It's exactly the same. Not able to get onto the internet, and then a few minutes later it does. Yes. One so, of those strange, annoying things. One of those very, very annoying things. So what was the, what's the answer we do? Well, I think you, it's, it's something to do with the IP addresses. Now, you can, if you want to, fix an IP address for your modem. Mm. We haven't got time to go into that now. Yeah. So that every time your laptop or your computer connects to the router, it always uses the same IP address, so it never drops. Yeah. So every time a machine changes, no one else can use that IP address, and then you sh- that's what I've done in my house. Right. So my PS3, PS3 network, by the way, is starting to go back up today. Right. You turn your PlayStation on, you'll find there's already an update. So the switch on has begun. You can't go and play gaming or get into the shop yet, but it will be done by the end of the, ne- well, the next few days. So have a look at how you assign an IP address. So your PS3 and your Wii and your laptop and your iPad all have their own number. So every time it connects to the router, it goes straight through on that number. It doesn't have to assign it one. Right. hope you followed that. Strangely enough, uh, Morgan Penn says, I'm a portrait painter that creates stereo portraits that can be viewed by crossing your eyes. What you see is a 3D painted image in luminous colours. I currently have an example showing at the Royal Society of Portrait Painters uh, in the Mall till the 20th of May. He says, I've got a website, it's stereopaint.me. 
StereoPaint.me, which shows what it's all about. So StereoPaint.me. So go and check that one out later, ladies and gentlemen. Then you can find out exactly what these things are all about. So Stereo Portraits by Crossing Your Eyes. There you go. Ste- leave my lock alone. You're just going to no, break it now. It'll be open by ten. It won't be open it by will. ten. If it's open by ten, I'll give you £100. <laughs> I'm taking that back, actually. I'm taking that no, back. It's, yes, it's a quick, challenge. <laughs> put, it under, put it under a lorry as quick as possible. OK, listen, Darren's back with us on uh, Monday morning, tomorrow. We'll have some places for you to, uh, to go to. Are the kids on holiday again, or is it just my imagination? They're on holiday again. It's a non-stop holiday for people at school. LBC 97... Morning, everybody. After the news at uh, 10 this morning, Andrew Pierce. Strawberries are very expensive. Leave them alone. They are magnificent. They, they, they're, they're American. These are these American strawberries that we had last year, the King strawberries. Now, I, I bought these, strange enough, on... What's today? Sunday. I think I must have bought them Friday. Well, they're in good shape. But what I want to know is, because I'm not, I'm not really au fait, they come from uh, USA. It's a Driscoll. That's all I'll tell you. And strange enough, when they are packed in America, do you think they're... They're not ripe, and they ripen on the journey over. They must do. Because otherwise you wouldn't... They'd be, they'd be squashy. They'd be squashy, wouldn't they? They always pack them on this um, sort of bubble wrap. Too much, too much pack. I mean, how much How much does that all cost, all the packing? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what the carbon footprint is. Uh, heavy. Yeah, it's heavy on this one. Lovely strawberries, though. They are good strawberries, well, aren't they? they're a pound off. They'd have to be, because they're seven pound a box. <gasps> they've, they've gone up a lot. They used to be a fiver. A five five pounds something. Now they're seven pounds. I know it's a lot a lot of money, but they are particularly good strawberries. But this year, I think they the British strawberries. Price. Yeah, but the British strawberries are very good this year. The British ones, they're very very sweet. So after uh, ten this morning, you by yourself. Maguire is editing the, the Daily Mirror today. Is for he? tomorrow? He's doing it on his laptop. Yes. <laughs> so he's in he's in the building, not with me. So it's just me today. However, the spirit of Maguire will be in the studio. Oh Lord. Is that good? Well, well that, I mean, lots of support for mad, le- madcap left-wing causes. Right. But I'm talking at the top of the programme about Dignitas. In Switzerland today, they're having a referendum. We had one on a pointless voting system called AV. They're having one in Switzerland on whether people from around the world can continue to go to Switzerland to, have, to die. The Dignitas. Uh, mm. Great, great talking point. And, um, it's been upsetting, isn't it? I think, it's, I think it is appalling, actually, that we fly over there to do it. I don't agree with it, but if we're going to do it, do it, do it here. So you can They're at least die in the comfort of your own home yeah. or with, with your loved ones around you. Yes. Why, why, why Switzerland has become the dumping ground for people? 150 Brits have died in Switzerland in that way. Really? Which is very sad. But if we're going to allow... It doesn't to... even look very nice. I've seen it on television. I, I was hoping for some sort of palatial... I don't know what I was thinking of, but having seen that man die on the television Awful. this week, which I didn't watch... Well, it's improper, in my view. Well, I mean, Too I much detail. Was, I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's, it's a private thing yeah. between a person... And then the faux grief afterwards. I couldn't bear it. Well, I just, I just think that's such a... Pr- it's, it's private for them. If they want to share it, fair enough. But I do think it... We don't, ha- we don't do grief very well, I'm no, afraid. No, we don't. We really don't. We're I'm talk- hoping for a huge outpouring when I go. Well, I, I, I'll be the first. Wailing and gnashing. You will be there. You know that. I know that, absolutely. I'm also talking to Jim Murphy, who's the Shadow Defence Secretary about Afghanistan. Cameron wants to pull the troops out. Don't tell your enemy what you're up to, frankly. <laughs> exactly. And um, the, the latest on David Laws, the uh, former Cabinet Minister, who yes. I, I think I was one of the first to write in a national newspaper, would not come back because he would get a good kicking, right. and he should have done, because he cheated on his expenses. And my guest in the studio today, I think he's probably been on your programme, hasn't he? The great Geoffrey Archer. New book out. Yes. Can't ignore Geoffrey. No, I like, can't, I like no. him a lot. 
Yes. Kevin's Stood really from cross. Of London. Kevin's really cross because um, he He's wants to. He's not here, I know. <laughs> Although I watched a ghastly interview last night Piers Morgan and uh, Prescott. Kevin was on it, wasn't he? I don't know. I just know we kept cutting to the audience to see the bouffant Pauline. Ah, oh, bless. And uh, I just thought it was. I thought it was just a pointless exercise. I put this exercise in a man saying he'd had an affair. The rest of it wasn't remotely interesting. No, but he's not interesting. He is quite boring. Did you watch the one with Widdicombe a few weeks ago? No, I oh. didn't. Were you in the audience for that? No, I was, on, I was a guest on the, um, in the, in the, in the reel, in the show reel. Oh, right. I'll tell you what I did read, strange enough, the other day, just before you go, um, a bit about Arthur Scargill, who has a grace and favour apartment he in the does, Barbican. He does, in the Barbican. Which, Which uh, the Nash Union miners want back. Well, I'm not surprised, because when he got it, there were 400,000 miners. Yeah. In the, how many are in the National Union of Mine Workers now? 1,700. That was Arthur's great legacy to yes. the trade union movement. He left... The, so it's cost them £20 each per man mm. to fund his apartment. But he doesn't need his apartment no. in London. He lives up in... In, in Yorkshire. Barnsley. He has a cottage up there. I know. It's outrageous. Why on earth would he still have something all these years on? He's a disgusting old hypocrite. And they should take it off him, sell the flat, and give that to the Miners' Benevolent Fund. That's what they should do with it. Be a nice thing. Thank you very much indeed. Andrew Pearce with you after the news at 10. Fabulous they're good, aren't they? Fabulous. Aren't they good strawberries? I've been, I've been pensive eating it because if they're £7, pounds, how much are they each? Well, I'm not charging you anything. You're very lucky. £43. Well, let's not think about it. If we had them dipped in chocolate, we might be marginally better about the whole Johnny thing. Johnny do that. Yes, John, Johnny can do the dipping in chocolate. They're still... Do you like a strawberry as well, Jess? Always, always. Always. Jess, Jess always likes a strawberry. Yay. The biggest strawberry. Oh. She, she's not one of these... She's got the biggest strawberry. <laughs> I must say, we've got a, a few of your uh, emails and texts to get through. So, look, just mention very briefly again... Uh, a, it's the Lady Rattling's Ball today, and it will be... Fantastic, so I'm looking forward to that. Julia McKenzie is going to be guest of honour, and Alan Titchmarsh is going to be doing the after-dinner speech, so I shall look forward... It's no good trying to spirit away two and pretend you didn't take two. God dear. And uh, so good luck to all the Lady Rattlings today, and Queen Rattling as well. I'm very much looking forward to coming down there. It should be very, very nice indeed. And the season of summer sorcery at the Magic Circle, to which you can go... £25. They have all sorts of things. On the 4th of June, an evening with Graham Jolly... If you've been to any of my shows, you've seen. Uh, Giants of Close Up on the 11th of June. The 25th of June is my Magic Circle Mysteries, uh, which is sold out. Both shows have sold out. Then they've got another Giants of Close Up Magic on the 2nd of July. Faye Presto and Piff the Magic Dragon. I've yet to see this act. I've seen, I've seen little clippings. It's adults only, I have to tell you. That's on the 9th of July. Stars of the Magic Circle with Richard Pinner on the 16th of July. More Giants of Close Up Magic on the 23rd. And... Um, the celebrity magician and unusualist Maximilian Somerset is on the 30th of July. Details are on the Magic Circle website, which is www.themagiccircle.co.uk. www.themagiccircle.co.uk. So thank you very much indeed for uh, that. And uh, Ken in Clapham says, Wayne Rooney shaved the number 19 into his chest hair following Man United's record-breaking... Speak now. Record-breaking Premiership win yesterday. Hope you remember to ask a grown-up to help him with that sharp object. Very bitter. Very, very bitter, but, of course, totally right. And uh, and Paul says, have you bought Gwyneth Paltrow's cookery book? She was on Graham Norton's show the other night, and apparently not only a huge fan of Brussels sprouts, but cooks a mean, caramelised version of them. <clears throat> Saw Lady Gaga as well. Not a fan of the music, but I must say, very nice to her fans. Lastly... After all the comments on the show last week, don't you think it's strange that number 10 says they, was not, they were not pressured by News International or the family? I think somebody was listening to you. Do you remember? After the Madeleine McCann story, 
and uh, and the um, the the Met Police have said they weren't told by Number Ten to do anything at all. Number Ten have said no, 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 nothing to do with us. So they're all they're all backtracking as quickly as possible. I think uh, Morgan Penn. He says if you do manage to get down to the Mall, you'll never have seen anything like it. Uh, do you know, straight up, you are within striking distance, but sadly not for today. Sadly not for today. Uh, I have been to the uh, the uh, Royal Society of Portrait Painters before, so I hope people check out the website, stereopaint.me. Stereopaint.me. I'll have a look at it a bit later. I can't go today, but uh, but I would uh, I would normally wander down, because I've been sort of thing I'd probably do after the show. Um, another one here. This is... Uh, Steve, could you thank all the wonderful artists who've donated work to our charity arts auction taking place at Rich Mix, Bethnal Green Road, tomorrow from 6pm. Almost 100 items to auction, ranging from a few pounds to 2,000, all in aid of Stairway to Heaven Memorial Trust. That's the charity that will be building a memorial to the Bethnal Green Tube Shelter disaster, the worst civilian disaster of the Second World War. Uh, They've got a website... I love giving you all websites because there's so many of them. This is stairwaytoheavenmemorial.org. Stairwaytoheavenmemorial.org. You should go and check these out. Incidentally, thank you as well for increasing the audience on a Sunday even more than we had last time round. I keep getting all this filtering back from people saying, you know, Sunday's audience, very, very good, you know, very good. And I always go, I'm quite pleased about that. I'm quite pleased about that. Very happy. Anything to do. You've only got... 20 minutes left to have a go for my how low for today. Steve, uh, love your show. Listening to all the computer queries, says Roy, makes me so relieved I never got one. Uh, Sue says, your guess is you wouldn't live longer than three to four weeks if you only ate uncooked food. What about hunger strikers who survive for months on only water? I think they have something, don't they? What about fruitarians? Is he saying that you could not survive on fruit, nuts, seeds, salad, chickpeas, etc.? Only asking, says so, Sue, so, in Colston. Uh, Conchita, says, I'm listening to you from Lake Como. At least said about that, the better, I should imagine. And Kevin in Barnsley says, I've been living on a completely raw food diet for the past three years. As, as, as of other health food eaters, I'm very upset to learn I'm dead. I know and still able to type. How remarkable. And uh, Mary says, I was in Vegas last August. Yes, it's hot, but dressed properly. Amazing place. Uh, Philip who says the conversation regarding tomato sauce and Heinz, not so popular. The trouble is, not as popular because it's served in plastic. Does that mean it has to be, um, it has, oh, no, I've just realised I've left in the car, actually, some fruit. Um, does that mean it has to be served in glass? You think in glass? Maxine says, talking about rip-off yesterday at a supermarket, half a punnet of cherries, five ninety nine. Yes, I've had that before as well, I'm afraid. You have to be very careful when you're buying, buying fruit in the supermarket. So I've given you the details of the, uh, of the Magic Circle. Uh, and then David Drummond. You know that David has got a shop in Cecil Court, just over the road from here. And he sells um, posters and theatrical stuff. He's got all sorts of circus books, everything. And um, he says, you may be interested, some of your listeners may be interested in an item on the Maxwall website of an event next Friday the 20th of May, at the CAA in Bedford Street, when John Stiles entertains with a funny way to earn a living. An account of his 60 years as an entertainer. John Stiles has been entertaining for a long, long time. In fact, he pops up, I think, is it Nanny McPhee? Is it? He certainly pops up in all sorts of films. Punch and Judy Man. And he says here, uh, he's going to present a vaudeville evening as one of the Maxwell Society events. Jack, uh, of course, Seaton 
was vice-chair of the society, and I currently the chair. John, a fellow water rat, had been enlisted by Jack, and we realised there was insufficient time to put together the kind of full programme Jack would have envisaged. So this we intend on doing again at the CAA on December the 1st, performed as a fundraiser for the Entertainment Artist Benevolent Fund in recognition of the care given to Jack at Brinsworth, where he recuperated after illness last year. Lovely, lovely place. You may recall that it was at Brinsworth that we last met when Jack was being remembered that day. He often spoke to me about you. The evening of the 20th is open to interested parties with an obvious limitation to numbers with a small contribution expected to cover costs. I shall wake up early one day, says David. Do look it again soon. (laughs) David Drummond, thank you very much indeed for that. And I wish you well with that. And uh, we all still miss uh, Jack Seaton. A great look. Such a, such a powerhouse. Apparently, according to Darren, you can't eat raw chickpeas. You need to boil them. Otherwise, you really are dead. OK? It's like kidney beans. Don't you have to do something with kidney beans? Your kidney beans are the same. I've never eaten chi- um, mung beans. What are mung beans? Are they interesting? Mung beans. I don't know. I mean, broad, I've seen broad beans. I've eaten broad beans. You have to cook them. You can't eat them raw. But I like raw potato. Which isn't very... I mean, I haven't eaten it for years. I mean, don't, don't get the impression that I go around sort of, you know, greengrocers or anything like that. I'm not that sort of peculiar sort of person. But mung beans always interested me a little bit. I don't know why. They just did. And uh, the eelpieclub.com, www.eelpieclub.com, have got the legendary downline as sect as part of the London Blues Festival on the 18th of May. So check out their website as well. It's websites galore today. We're crackers for websites, aren't we? So Andrew Pierce by himself... After the news at 10, but I don't think he'll be alone for long. Some of the topics he's got today are just about going to get you going, I would think. Especially with the idea that we could have a dignitas here. As opposed to 150 Brits having to go to end their life in Switzerland, you could do it here. Would you be in favour of that? I'm sure you'll have a conversation with Andrew after the news at 10. It's now quarter to 10. With travel, James Worley. Thanks, Steve. Still uh, two lanes. 1.3. Morning, every 13 minutes to 10. I've committed the tabloid crime, says Alex. The abbreviation of Maddie McCann. I've only ever heard her parents call her Madeline. Yes, nobody's ever... Uh, they've always... Wait, 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 wait a minute, Madeline McCann. We say... I can't remember what I said. What did I say? Did I say... The trouble is, we, we just... We use familiarity. It's, it happens all the time, I'm afraid. And uh, Maddie McCann, Madeline... I think I've always called her Madeline, actually. I don't know. Perhaps I call Miss... Miss McCann. I should imagine. Uh, Noreen says, enjoy the Lady Rattling's lunch. Behave yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I'll be sitting there watching everybody and they'll be watching me eating. And uh, always have a nice time. It's always a nice time. It really is. It's a lot of very friendly people having a nice time. And it makes you feel good about the world. I was When we were saying the other day about, <clears throat> about retiring. And uh, to be honest with you, you know, the idea... You see some people... And I, I saw a lady the other day and I, she was getting a haircut... In Michael's place in, in Twickenham. And she's quite old and she has all her head shaved off. For what reason, I don't know, but she's very old. And she was sitting there and she's quite clearly not, not as well as she could be. And I looked at her and I thought, gosh, I really feel for you. You know when you see somebody and you just feel something and you get this sort of feeling... Inside, you just felt... I just felt terrible for her. And I said to Michael at, at lunch, I said, I hope she's got lots of friends. I hope she's got lots and lots of friends, because, you know, I just think people deserve lots of friends all the time. Anyway, just my little thing there. You've got uh, 12 minutes left to get your hands on the Sony Vio laptop. Sarah Ferguson could easily have booked a hotel suite 
says Ian, where she and the daughters could have arranged to dress on the day of the royal wedding. It's not as if the girls got dressed in the back of Westminster Abbey. Maybe if Fergie had been there, one of the daughters might not have turned up with a scale model of the Hangar Lane interchange on her head. So that's what it looks like. It's the Hangar Lane interchange. <laughs> My worst nightmare of, uh, of driving, driving round. Very, very funny. Uh, 84850... Um, Jeanette tells me that Neil Sean is doing stand-up at a comedy club, calling himself Sky Entertainment Presenter on the ticket. Um, I don't think he is their entertainment presenter. Is he? Unless he, has he gone back there? I didn't think so. No, I thought they, they, they dropped him some time ago, I think, because it went to, um, to our friend, didn't it? It came on here. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. So, ten minutes left now to get your hands on the Sony Vio laptop. 350 gigabytes of hard drive, built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity. The person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 10am to play this one. Text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. To bid £1.60, write Steve in a text, 160, and send it to treble 821. To do £2.13, Steve, 213, and send it to treble 821. The competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can use it for watching DVDs, listening to music and accessing the internet on the move. So, uh, got to be quick. Ten minutes to go. Ten minutes to get your bids in. Just, uh, mm. nothing, nothing but devour tea today. Tea, 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 tea. Actually, looking at these... Um, this lineup, all these magicians at the Magic Circuit, it's a great lineup, including on my Magic Circle Mysteries, sold out. Uh, Paul Zerdin, John Archer, fabulous John Archer. Graham P. Jolly, you've seen before. You've seen Paul Zerdin as well. Very much looking forward to uh, in Jiggly. Uh, Duncan Trillo, who I've known for so many years now, and is fabulous. Chris Woods, Will Houston, Robert Pound, Richard McDougall. Oh, it's, it's such a good lineup. You're going to really love it down there. Really, really love it. And that's on the uh, the 25th of June. Seems ages away, doesn't it? What are we up to now? May, June. And uh, have we had summer? I don't know. We haven't got the hanging baskets yet. I was having a word with Paul Cooper the other day. And he says probably about another week. I think he's got something like 150 hanging baskets he's ordered. Madness, isn't it? But uh, it goes to prove we do like the hanging baskets, but it's the watering. And if Southwest Trains do the decent thing and give that man his, his job back, then he can... Um, he can actually sort of carry on doing what he did very well before. That would be nice. I'd be very happy with that. Very, very happy. And I'm sure he'd be very happy as well. So go on, do the decent thing, Southwest Train. Sunday Mirror this morning. Jessie, I found the love of my life. Amazing how the camera's also found the love of her life. Uh, News of the World. Oh, free, free Lego toy. A free Lego toy. Danny Minogue making this sensational exit. Very strange, that. Very strange, that, especially when it was so sort of close to it. Sunday Express, super glo- oh, still doing a, a super glossy photo album. This is Kate and Pippa and other royal sisters in S Magazine. And um, the people this morning, uh, Inside, Secrets of Royal Romance. There won't be any, of course. And Kim Marsh is getting married. Rather tacky picture of her on the front page, sporting her, um, her tattoo. Uh, lock, stock and a barrel. Apparently the freehold of Guy Ritchie's Mayfair Booze of the Punch Bowl is among 900 pub properties being sold by the Royal Bank of Scotland. RBS acquired the pubs from Scottish and Newcastle over a decade ago, and now they're coming up. Interesting. Interesting. We can all go in for that one, can we? Should we all have a, a go at buying a pub? Would you want a pub? No, no, no. Leave it to the experts. It's, it's far too far too tiring. Gwyneth Paltrow's cookbook 
is done in the Observer today, their 10th anniversary. And uh, they've got a lovely picture of Penelope Cruz and Johnny Depp as well. Do you know, I still haven't watched that um, blooming film, the Harry Potter film. You know, the, the one before, the, the one that's just come out now. I've had it sitting at home for ages and I haven't watched it because I, I discovered a Cliff Richard box set the other day. And I've started... I'm losing the plot. And I've started... And there's just too much, isn't it? And I started watching the Cliff Richard box set. And, do you know, I like them. Because it's, they, they film in bits of old London. And, and I, I quite like... Have you ever seen Summer Holiday? Oh, Take Me High was a very good one. Set in Birmingham, which was very nice. And I've just watched another one about... Uh, he, he plays the mystery singer, but I can't remember what it's called. Because already people are, people are queuing for tickets because he's on tour again. Only this time it's, uh, it's Bootylicious... Because Cliff Richard is gone all soul, man. Clarkson moving out to save his marriage is on the front of the mail on Sunday. This is something that, you know, that they were alluding to the fact that he was, uh, he was getting very close to this lady. He's got a £2 million estate in Chipping Norton. No idea television programmes paid so well. Quite clearly they do. Uh, here we go. Maddie Inquiry. Ludicrous waste of money. And uh, this as described by a senior member of the body which governs Scotland Yard. Jenny Jones said the millions spent on the review by British detectives ordered last week by David Cameron would deny other victims of crime the chance of justice. Now, we said at the time, if you were that family, you would do everything within your power. What the government can't do, and the government have said they didn't put any pressure on anybody to to do anything, and the police said, no, you know, it's up to us what we do. We don't get told by people what to do. We are the law. We decide. And I've, I've heard tale... That, uh, that this inquiry could cost millions and other people could suffer as a result. Bearing in mind, they've already spent two million, but the, the argument for them is that you would spend anything, wouldn't you? But then my argument came back, what about all the other children? What about all the other children who went missing? Why, really, you know, are we not looking out for them as well? Not just one person missing. There's hundreds, there's thousands of children missing, and they don't get a look in. They're probably sitting at home going, we know exactly how you're feeling, but we've just been pushed to one side. We're not getting anything at all. Uh, And finally, students apparently have now snapped up tickets to a decadent Cambridge May ball at £500 a pair. Not finding it too hard to pay the tuition fees then, say the uh, mail on Sunday today which is quite nice. They've got the French blonde, who was Bernard Matthews' secret mistress for 23 years. She says, I was at his bedside when he died. His wife was on the other side of the bed because he left it all to his son, Frederick, didn't he? Left most of his uh, his fortune and Great Witchingham Hall, where Matthews set up his uh, business. So, uh, that's quite, it's, it's sort of a nice story. Sort of a nice story, isn't it? Not, not nice for the wife, I should imagine. And uh, more on the dreary pair from The Apprentice, who apparently have fallen in love. Well, as most things on The Apprentice, it'll be fake, 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 I should imagine. Do you like Alan Sugar, though? There's something about Alan Sugar that just, just you just like, don't you? Something about him. I would just love to say to somebody, you're fired. I would be very happy to say that. Sadly, we've got no more time. You've literally got now uh, th- four minutes left. Four minutes left to, uh, to get yourself... In with a chance. Oh, sorry, just made my papers. Uh, for the how low, the Sony Vio laptop. Got to be quick though, because lines are going to close down in four minutes' time. And uh, want to get your hands on what sort of bid do you think? What is going to help you today? What is going to help you today? The answer is probably nothing apart from divine intervention. You've made a note of all the websites when you when you download the program when you podcast a little bit later on. Tab always have a pen and paper handy because there's so many podcasting details on there which you need to drag off things for the magic circle you need the websites and i get people writing in 
every week saying, you said something on the programme the other day and I missed it. Where was it? Where was it? Uh, Read the lady says, Christy, you had a query on the £15 pay-as-you-go dongle. It sounds as if she's got one of the original Vodafone pay-as-you-go dongles, which didn't have a time limit on using the value. The good news is she can top up the dongle with 15 quid and still get a gigabyte of data, which only runs out by usage, not by time. There you go, you see? Everybody helping everybody else today, which is very, very good news. Uh, 84850, you can't find the, the stereo portrait me thing? Wait a minute, I shall tell you exactly what it is. I shall tell you, wait a minute, I've now lost the blooming thing. I shall find it again, it's Stereo Paint. www.stereopaint.me Okay, and that will take you to it. Or failing that, the Royal Society of Portrait Painters are in the mall. He's only there until the 20th of May. You can go down there and sort of struggle trying to look at all these pictures through squinty eyes. You'll manage it. Of course, next door they haven't managed to open the lock. So I think I'm fairly set. They're all just, it's, it's pathetic. It's how, how to keep people entertained. A ball of string and some elastic bands would have been uh, more educational for them. Thank you for your company. Thank you to all the new listeners who've joined us on LBC. We're very pleased to have your company. And uh, we hope you remain with us. Go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, to find out all the details. The podcasting will be up a little bit later. And uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. I'm looking forward to seeing my lady rattlings uh, a little bit later on this afternoon. Brought me suit in and all the rest of it, a little bit posh. Not too posh, just sort of cash, cash. And a cabaret from, uh, after dinner speech from Alan Titchmarsh. Have yourself a very, very nice Sunday. Don't forget, it's bound to rain at some point, so that's why I never bother giving you the weather forecast. Andrew Pierce is with you after the news, which is next on LBC. Next weekend, it's the unofficial.